0: Brought to you by the 1252
1: Sports Chicago Network. How strange! it for you after playing for the Packers to be looking around and seeing various things? I'm very used to seeing these colors, so it's it's uh, it's not too strange. Um, I will say, my wife and I we came down to Chicago pretty much anytime we could after Thursday night games or OTA weekends, uh, so very familiar with the town and we love coming here. And uh, it's it's definitely like a lot of gratitude to play for, I would argue the two most historic franchises be a part of the greatest NFL rivalry ever. So um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm fired up to be a Bear though. And we're happy to have you, Lucas. Happy
2: to have you. Guys, welcome everybody. My name is Alan Bradger. Welcome to Bears Fans with the Brain. And as usual, my sidekicks, my partners in crime, Warwick Coleman and JB. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. good, good. You guys happy about the, I mean, for me and JB, are, JB, are you happy about this weather? I know that you're in Texas work, so the weather's always <laughs> nice there. But right, for me right. and JB, I'm looking out the window. It's still sunny out right now, so...
3: I'm loving it. I love this so much. I was able to do a little barbecue on Sunday. So, really? Hi. Nice. Yeah. I had to throw what something the grill. <laughs> Anything good? Of course. You know, links. Uh, I did a half a salmon. Um, yeah. I did some jerk chicken. You know, just, I did a baked sweet potato. You know, some uh, fresh veggies. You know, just my little yeah. side hustle. <laughs> light, work, light work. Light work. So do you smoke the salmon or
2: do you just grill
3: so right. I wait till the colds get real low, and then I just put it in there and walk away. Come go. back, make sure it don't burn. Keep, buy the salmon with the skin still on. Yep. Put them right Sprinkle on the grill. some
2: lemon juice on there.
3: I can't tell you my secrets, Oh, boy. I got
2: <laughs> some secrets
3: on there, too, man. I love
2: salmon, especially on the grill. Oh, you can't go wrong. What about you, Work? Anything fun? Anything exciting? No, just. And after last week, I know, you know. Yeah. <down>.
4: No, I just relaxed this weekend. Pretty much chill. Uh the weather's starting to get real nice here now. So did some yard work. little, Pretty much planted some flowers. That's it. Nothing basketball starting, so that's okay. what's gonna flowers. take my attention now. Okay. Yeah, flowers
2: you planting here. Right. Uh or the uh, gardener. Hold on a minute. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I
4: cut I cut the grass and make sure to the lawn and the mulch and stuff is nice, so you
2: know. Oh, wow. Okay, I could
4: do that. you kept things. that
3: picture up too.
2: Uh, 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 <laughs> oh, yeah, Chris Prince Akeem. Akeem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I changed Chris. I, I try to change it up a little bit. No cowboy Whoa. yet, Chris. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys want to get to it or what? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. I was born ready, right? Okay, so here we go. So first thing we're going to talk about, guys, we're going to get into some offensive linemen tonight via the draft, free agency, stuff like that. But first, I found this little tidbit today, and I thought we could maybe talk about it. It. It is Matt Eberflew speaking with everyone's favorite announcer, Chris Collinsworth about Justin Fields and what he's doing with this new offense.
5: That's where you think that Justin stands now after that first year and coming back, because it is going to be a new offense uh, that you're putting in.
6: I think he's in a great spot. You know, we've had these meetings for, you know, a week and a half now and he's been meeting with the offensive staff and and he feels very comfortable in this offense. You know, this is a rhythm and timing offense. It's based in the West Coast system, which you're very familiar with. And, and I think that, you know, it's going to be very quarterback friendly, uh, for him. And it's been quarterback friendly, uh, for a lot of guys in the past. And, and you can see the way it's coached, uh, the rhythm and timing of it, of the passing game is really going to help him to, understand when to get rid of the ball what his progressions are if they're pure progressions if they're yes no progressions or uh, whatever that might be Um, he's going to have a clear understanding of what the offense is and he's really doing a good job right now grasping that and and helping to teach it to the other players as well so uh, we're excited where he is and and the offensive staff has been working their tail off on setting up uh, every facet of the game from the screen game to the run game play action and we're just moving along right now going through it for the first time
2: and he's doing a great job of grasping doing a great job of grasping. Thank goodness. Let's just hope he doesn't come out saying that we have a good week of practice every week. <laughs> we don't need any of that. But guys, what do you think of Matt Eberflus's comments on where Justin is right now? Um do you think that he has a chance to succeed in this zone run offense?
4: Uh I guess I'll go first. Uh I think what he's saying is the right thing to say. Obviously, I'm going to always talk from the player's perspective, so yeah. he's not going to go in in here and say, "Oh, he's terrible. He's he's a disappointment." So I think right now they just implementing the offense. Uh, he, the quarterback, like I say, he's the most important guy in the building right now, especially a young quarterback. So getting him up to speed. So right now they just let him get as comfortable as he can with the offense. So when they start after the draft, they start having mini camps and OTAs. He could kind of already be ready, kind of jump and get the the old guys and the young guys kind of quick started or jump started on the offense. So, but I think he has, I think he has success, especially that type of run, control, run game. That's always good for a quarterback, like control the ball, let him do play actions, bootlegs, screen plays, that type of offense. West Coast stuff, timing. So I think it works well with him.
2: Yeah. Absolutely, and I believe they have another mini camp next week, I think starting Tuesday. I I think with the new coach, they actually let the quarterback come in, work with the offense a little more. So that's a good thing for Justin Fields going forward. But what do you think, JB?
3: So I'm just – everything is based – right, you know what I'm (laughs) going to
2: do. Everybody get your cup. Get ready for this one.
3: (laughs) So very few offensive now don't have that West Coast foundation. Yeah. But what I'm wondering is, is it going to be more like San Francisco's? Is it going to be more like Carolina when Cam Newton was having success? You know, things that he did better at Ohio State had a lot to do with five and long step drops, getting that ball out vertical. I like the fact that he wants to get the ball out quick. I like the fact that he wants to kind of use that zone run game. Now, you know, when we think of the, the zone game nowadays – like, you have to have a quarterback that's successful in the run game. Yeah. All the top quarterbacks, with the exception of Tom Brady, are pretty mobile. Josh Allen comes to mind first and foremost, with what he does with Buffalo, but I don't want him running that much. I don't want Justin running as much as Josh Allen did, and damn sure not as much as uh, Cam Newton used to. <laughs> no. Because he won't not, last yeah. long. So, yeah. as long as it's controlled, you know, I don't want them to hide Justin, so to speak. I do want to see that dynamic you know, or that we saw at Ohio State come out. But as long as this kid is a part of building this offense, I think that's most important.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I think he's a great fit for it. But what I'm more anxious really is I want to see what happens when this offense evolves, whenever we start getting more playmakers, a la probably next year, guys, because that's obviously not probably happening this year. Now, you mentioned some other teams here and there. JB, I view this more as I think this could be like the Eagles offense, which, mind you, in last year, they ranked first in rush yards and I believe in touchdowns too as well. So, I mean, that type of offense where you've got a, a guy like Jalen Hurts who's fast, he can get out of the pocket, he can do some stuff. Justin's the same kind of guy. I think a better version of him, and that's kind of what I'm really hoping to see, but I'll tell you one thing, is that I think bear fans will be much more happy now when the, when we're running a power eye with um Mr. Blazing Game, the fullback, running right up the middle for him than we've seen in a while because Matt Nagy obviously didn't bring anything of that sort here. You know, it is boring, but sometimes boring wins games, guys. Like sometimes when you've got a Justin Fields, you've got to protect him. You've got to have a good running game. And running up the middle is just as important as running outside, too, as well. So having that fullback in there, having this plain Jane up the middle offense, some people might moan and groan about that. But after last year, I'm not one of them. (laughs) I'm really
3: not. So, Do you think that that, the implementation of that offense is also kind of hiding the defense? Because remember, we had problems the last two years. The defense was on the field way too long. We couldn't sustain drives. Third and one, we're doing passing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know. and so, like, that's exactly that point, JB, is that that slow run game, that so boring run game, is going to let the defense rest and it's going to give balance to the offense that we haven't seen in a few years with Matt Nagy here. We didn't run the ball hardly enough, close to enough, unless we were playing bad teams. We had a lead. Whenever we play these good teams, we need to be able to ground and pound. We got to get the ball moving, you know, outside, inside game. We just got to get the personnel. All right. I mean, that's all it is to me right now. It's just getting the right personnel in there. So so right now, it's a heavy David Montgomery team. It's a heavy run game. Maybe by next year, once we get some more weapons, maybe another tight end even. That's when I see this offense under Luke Getzey start evolving into something bigger than just a zone run. That's just yeah. my opinion on That's what I was going
4: to say. They, they got to work with what – they have to work with what the Bears have right now. Yeah. Like, they study evolving and talent. But right now, you want to control control the ball. Uh I want Justin Fields to run, but within the scheme, like when he yeah. had to run, like bootlegs where he can run, something where nothing – Nothing forced. Nothing Nothing like last year where he's kind of forced to fit in a scheme. Yeah. Whereas they make him kind of working with his strengths this year, it seems like. So, I mean, I'm for it. Like you said, as long as they keep evolving, I just want to make sure they keep evolving and
2: talent, weapons to keep making this offense more dangerous. So, absolutely, RPOs is another thing. We we didn't really speak on it, but RPOs with this offense, with a David Montgomery, that could be a big thing too. But I want to see more power eye. We all kind of want to see more power eye. We're all you know, Chicago bred. we want that power football kind of game. We don't want that little, you know, H back on the side junk anymore. We're done with that. Let's get back to running the football. Let's get back to what we know as Bears fans, man.
3: And I look at it like this too. Yeah. I look at it like with Iberflus coming in as a first time head coach, I feel he's got to make everything smooth and real simple. Because if he comes in, Unfortunately, I have to invoke the name of Matt Nagy. But he, <laughs> I've said it twice in, so far. Ooh. Right. If he comes <laughs> in like Matt Nagy, trying to reinvent the wheel, being the smartest guy in the room, he's going to lose us first and foremost. Yeah, quick. you quick. Know? And as a first-time head coach, he's got to gain that locker room work like you always speak on. Right, right. That, that locker room, he's got to prove just as much, even with the new guys. Yeah. Even with the new guys. You know, because although he comes from a pretty good defensive pedigree, Still a first-time head coach. All right.
2: And I got a question for you, Warwick, because this is something that we've kind of talked about a little bit here and there. But as a player, whenever you hear a guy like Matt Eberflus come out and in his opening press conference go, you better get your gym shoes on because we're (laughs) running. You know, I remember kind of talking to you about that. You kind of like that idea, right? But is that going to wear off after this year? Like, you know, going into next year, if we see a five, six-win, seven-win team, which is what we kind of think we're going to see, is that message going to lose itself? I don't think so
4: because, well, first of all, whenever you hear a coach say that, especially a new coach that's coming in, yeah, that means, like I always said, that means when you say get your, your shoes ready, that means literally tie your shoes up and get ready to go. Yeah. Because you got to understand, he's trying to build a culture. So every coach that comes in, they have to build a their culture, their way of doing things. And in foo- in NFL football, college football, high school, I don't care what it is, it's all about hustle. You want the guys that even if they play wrong, we want you doing 100 miles an hour. So yeah. that's the first thing he's going to in- fin- institute or uh, instill is that everybody's going to play hard. We gonna, Whether we win or losing, we're going to play hard and we're going to run the ball, especially on defense. Yeah. So him saying that, that's just him coming in and – Kind of that's kind of like when you go in the military when people go to the military and they go through boot camp, mm-hmm. really like getting everybody used to it. this is how we're gonna do it, so you might as well. We ain't gonna do it your way, we're gonna do it my way. So I like that, like that's that's how you build a standard on your team. So everybody that comes next year, the following year, free agents, they know when they come, it's gonna be this type of scheme. So if you don't want to play like this, don't come here, plain and simple. But
3: Warwick, you had nine years, and what you have four different head coaches, yeah right, four, but you had two you had two of the teams, three of the teams, you were fortunate enough to have the same linebacker coach. Right. Yeah. The head man and the D coordinators, you right. had multiple. So what I was wondering was when, when a Matt Eberflus comes in with that type of of, of of rhetoric, right? does it get stale like A.B. said? Because it's almost like every coach wants to want their defense to play hard and fast and run to the ball. Like, yeah. that kind of goes without saying, doesn't it? Yeah.
4: Well, it will, it will get stale if he don't stand by it, meaning mm-hmm. if he don't, and that's the, another thing with coaches, a lot of times with coaches because we play in the NFL what makes different than like college and high school is these guys are getting paid. Sometimes these guys getting paid more than the coach, so when you have, especially like a position coach, so if you have a guy telling you what to do and you're like, man, I'm guaranteed to make $100 million or $50 million, like why should I listen to you and I didn't make it to the NFL. Mm-hmm. But when you get on a, when you come to a a guy like Ibrahulz, which I don't know what he's gonna do yet, but how he's talking right now, he's gonna stand firm to what he believes in, and plus he's a defensive minded coach. Those guys tend to be those type of guys where hey, you do it my way or the highway. So I played with a Dick Jerron. It was a defensive coach. It was more mm-hmm. kind of like you would consider a player's coach. But when I played with the Redskins, I was with Joe Gibbs, old school, old school, legend, hard, believed in putting the pads on every every week, like. He didn't care if it was the 16th week of the season. We was going full pads Wednesday and Thursday. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, it had to be with well, rules and stuff like, hey, man, we don't have enough healthy guys to go full pads before he'd be like, all right, I'll cut it back. So that's what I said. And Joe Gibbs was old school, but he believed a certain way. He, yeah. And he didn't change. Like I said, I don't care if he was in week 10. He was still like, full <laughs> pads today, we banging. So... <clears throat> And he stood by and he had any, and the one thing he had was he had a record and he had the pedigree to kind of stand behind mm-hmm. it. So it will get still, to answer your question, it will get still, JB, if, if he start off like that and he started letting stuff slide or players not playing up play their potential or what they should be and he letting it go. Because players watch that type of stuff. Oh, okay, the star player not doing nothing, but you let him chill, but you jumping on a younger guy or something. But no, yeah. if, he it, if he holding everybody accountable and he won't practice a certain way, and he hold everybody accountable. People gonna get in line. Like it's, it really is not that hard. It's just when you have the wrong type of guys mixed in. But when you have, when you handpick guys, which they seem like they doing, they yeah. picking certain type of guys. They want certain certain type of attitudes, not just because they have a big name. Mm-hmm. Then that's when they kind of like everybody buy into the system. Which you've seen it. I want to say when Lovey was here, th- that defense. Lovey kind of had everybody on a certain way to play on defense. Like, and everybody fought. once you see success, you start believing in it.
2: So, yeah, I something else that I I noticed from that interview, I didn't get to listen to the whole thing, but I noticed he was speaking about defense, too, as well, saying that if they're going to run a 20 minute drill, that he's going to spend six to seven minutes just on stripping, just on ripping the ball out. And that's in turn also going to help the offense, whoever's holding the ball to remember to hold that ball in, because we all know Mm -hmm. last year. I'm sorry, but Justin Fields had a fumble problem, right, right. a spinning problem, a jump passing problem and a fumbling problem. And that's I do not see that
3: jump pass ever. I anymore.
2: never want to see that again. But I like the fact that maybe that's going to be something for him that might help him learn that he needs to keep that ball tucked secure on his waist. So he doesn't have as I can't remember how many fumbles he had last year, but man. It seemed like every other game he had one. I remember the Vikings, he had one. Browns, I think he did. I think the Packers, he had one too. He's got to be able to focus on that. And having a coach that's going to have guys constantly trying to strip the ball out from you, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: all that does is breed success, guys. That's all that does to me. That's all that does. So my buddy... Harry Berg jumped in here and said, great show, gentlemen. You too, Alan. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> Thanks for the dig, bud. So in in saying that little dig there, Harry has a pick for me that he needs to give out because he's got an amazing show, guys. The over-under, it's on every Friday, I believe. I think it's I, – I, I always forget the time. I think it's 8 well, o'clock. Yeah. I always forget the time zone difference thing. But so he's Here's like 7 – He's like seven and three this week. Okay. Just on baseball. He knows baseball. He's really good on it. And <laughs> he told me to let everybody know that the pick just before the Cubs game starts is over 11 runs against the Rockies. So make sure, if you're wanting to bet, run out there right now. Make I'm that running. bet because Harry is usually on fire when it comes to baseball. And I'm not going to doubt him again this time, guys. So make <laughs> sure that you go place that bed in there right now. Harry's pick of the day. He, I think he's going to start doing this on all of our 1252 shows. So make sure that you check out that just so you know what Harry's picking all, all week long. You're going to have to watch Fred's show Mike's show. Unfortunately us again, sorry about that guys, but <laughs> we're going to move on real quick here. And we have a, um, another, uh, little press conference from our newest bear, uh, Lucas Patrick, I forgot his name for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas Patrick on playing center for this
1: great franchise.
6: Lucas, do you have uh, any indication yet whether they uh, want you to start out focusing at center or guard?
1: Uh, center. The, uh, that's, where, that's where I think I'll, I'll be. But um, there's one thing I've learned in the NFL is be ready to play any position. And that's definitely one thing I'll bring to this team is, is – availability and and reliability um, at multiple positions.
2: And here's a little tidbit about our newest bear, Lucas Patrick. He's 6'3", 3'13". He's 28 years old. Here comes the music, finally. There it is. (laughs) He plays both guard and center. He played 17 games last season. He had 82% of the snaps in 2021. He signed a two-year $8 million deal with four million guaranteed and of course we stole him from the Packers which is the best part so right now as we sit currently this is what our projected starting lineup is going to be we've got left tackle Mr. Mister Tevin Jenkins we've got left guard Mr. Cody White here we've also got center Lucas Patrick right guard from the Vikings Mr. I want to say it but I hope there's somebody different here Dakota Dozier and Larry Borum at right tackle guys so as we currently said sorry about that Dakota Dozer thing I'm just not a big fan of him right now <laughs> I'm really hoping that they go somewhere else with that pick but as that was a right, a prep signing. I AD, feel I like thought. it is but right now he is the projected guy <laughs> there because they really don't have anybody else right. there so I had to put him in there I didn't want to put him in there but we kind of had no choice so in saying that guys are you okay with this current lineup as as it sits today for our offensive line, or do you think there's some moves that we can make via free agency or the draft? We're gonna get to the draft stuff after, so we can focus a little more now on the free agency.
4: I think it's serviceable. Obviously, we, we want to yeah, I, don't like yeah. I know. I mean, yeah. at this point, That's like we gotta, we gotta we gotta, it. we gotta be honest. We gotta be honest with ourselves. Like that line is is service serviceable it's a way to, you have five starting offensive linemen, <laughs> but it can be upgraded. But at the same time, if you're looking at free agency, what, what is out there really? That's the, well,
0: one.
4: that's the one thing about the NFL. Young, I was going to say, young, talented O-linemen usually are signed on the team. Those guys are like you saw, like the guy from uh, the Bills. Yeah. They tend to keep those guys even if they have some potential because that's one of the positions O-line, which I was going to say, O-line is a position where you need a lot of depth. You need a lot mm-hmm. of guys. You need a couple guys that's versatile, like a Patrick, that can move around, guard, or tackle, or center if they have to. And like I said, when you we find a young guy with potential and got a nasty streak, those guys tend to stay on the team. Like, you don't really let those guys go mm-hmm. real easy Because they have value. Like, when you think about it, they have a lot of value. So the guys that you're going to pick from are going to be guys that either then start getting older, long in the tooth, like they say. Or have like some bad issues, maybe some technique problems or some things about how they play where they in the market, but they could be serviceable service- <laughs> serviceable guys, excuse me. But like I say, the O line is is it's, it's, to me it just look it's serviceable. Like you got a guy like Jenkins. I think this is a big year for him. He need mm-hmm. to he need to prove like his worth. Cause I I think they'll start looking for his replacement or move him to another position. If he want to be a left tackle, he need to prove that he's a left tackle. Yeah, I think Borm need to prove that he ready to actually be a solid starter. No matter where they put him, he even if he a backup, he need to like show that he belong on the team. And then you know Whitehead gonna do what he do. So it's going <laughs> like I say, service was nothing to be excited about. Not but, really, no. Yeah. What about you, JB?
3: So, again, um, I'm always that guy. But if you guys remember on our free agent special where we gave, like, our top three picks, I said, why didn't we go after Trey Turner? Trey Turner from Pittsburgh. Like, we should have went and tried to get him to fill that position. He's only 28 years old. From what I was understanding, there was interest. But I don't don't know. Like, Dakota Dozier is – So I'll just say this:
2: All I know about Dakota Dozier is that whenever I looked up everything on him, and I went on Twitter and heard about it, every Vikings fan that I saw was celebrating about this guy (laughs) leaving. And and I hadn't watched hardly any film on him, so I didn't know much about him.
3: Well, if you if you remember anything about Dakota Dozier, like he can't block the Bears, which is why Dalvin Cook couldn't get off when Hakeem Hicks was playing. Gotcha. So
2: that was the record. That was the record. Okay.
3: But, right, but yeah. I as far you. as him plug and play right now, I mean, if that's who we have, if I'm not mistaken, he was a second round. He wasn't, he wasn't a low draft pick. He was kind of sought I after coming to out you, of college. Honestly.
2: I, I well, didn't I do remember. any homework on this kid. That, but, that's uh, why I didn't make a little thing about him like I did Lucas Patrick because right. <laughs> I'm not really thinking he's going to be much of a starter.
3: So, <laughs> But, well, okay. if we don't get somebody else, because now that we've spent a pretty good deal of our cap, I don't I, know what, you know, who's available besides, you know, like I said, the bottom of the barrel right now. Um, I've got a couple third names third for you. We're wow. in that third tier, though. So we're either going to get somebody that's aging, hoping to fill a spot, or we're going to get somebody that wasn't very good, and we already have two of those people Yeah, in Mustafer and Simmons on our team. I, I, yeah. I'll say it. I'll say it. <laughs> oh,
2: red pill. <laughs> red pill. That's what we're doing. Um, So if you're going free agent-wise, Dwayne Brown – From the Seahawks. He's kind of an older guy, though. He's like 36, right? right? I want to say 36, yeah. Yeah. I think he's 36. Eric Fisher, it's another name out there. He's kind of a serviceable guy. 37, 38. You could probably get him after the draft as well. Jason Peters, even maybe they can somehow con him to come back. I don't know why he would want to come back. Yeah, he's 40. I mean, I don't think he would come back by any means. but And I guess... Our buddy Vernon says that Mr. Dozier a was a fourth rounder. rounder so, yeah. but yeah, those are really some of the only names that come to mind. There, there are some other guys out there. I know the what was that guy's name? The center from Cleveland, Spiller or Spitter or something like that. Move him inside to guard. Maybe. Um, I haven't got the best reviews on him. I haven't watched enough film on him either really to understand his game, but I hear his legs are kind of weak. He, he doesn't get the push. We already have Sam Mustafer, so we don't need another one of those. So,
3: I'd have to do some more homework on him because remember the last 2 years, the Browns had one of the top 5 offensive lines yeah. in the whole NFL passing yeah. and running.
2: Yeah. But from what I hear, like he's like the weak link, like mm. supposedly. That's I I Like I said, I don't watch enough Browns football. I don't know enough about this guy to really say anything, but that was another name that I just kind of saw pop up on the list. And I'm like, "Eh, maybe that's another guy that they could look at, but not really anyone that screams out. I would say if you're going that route, then you're going to kick Larry Borum inside. He's probably going to play right guard and he's going to have Dozier behind him or him and Dozier are probably going to fight for that spot at camp. So, whoever wins out of that, but I've heard some reports that they're not really happy with Larry Borum, his size. They want him to slim up a little bit. I don't know how that's going to work. Larry Borum might be the odd man out here, honestly, depending on how they go and how see, the draft he gets
3: goes. That old, I'm big and you have to take two, three seconds to get around me. Well, that's kind of why I think it's smarter, JB, just to kick him inside
2: and and then, like, just have him in that run game. Make him him a mauler. Yeah, just make him maul people on the inside. He's a big boy. It's not going to be easy to move him off the line. And on that zone run, you guys know on a zone run, he's going to identify whoever's there. So, Mm -hmm. Monty's going to see that and go, whatever – whatever side that helmet's on, I'm going the opposite side of that run and just boom, hit the hole and go. I think that could really work, but the guy that's going to play that that right tackle spot, it's important. Or maybe Tevin Jenkins comes back and he plays right tackle because that's where he's natural
3: at, you know? Think of it like this. For the zone read run game to work properly, you have to go back to like the 97, 98 Denver Broncos. Yeah, that's a good comp. Mike Shanahan, Terrell Davis and them boys, Mark Slareth, Gary Zimmerman. You have to go back to them when those guys were – they weren't 330. You know, they were like 301, 285, 200. But they were maulers. They were nasty. They were strong. They were agile. Yeah. If that's what he's trying to bring just to, you know, get that speed, I get it. But if those guys aren't available and what we have is what we have, I feel pretty confident that Larry Borm can protect Justin Fields in the passing game. Right. Yeah, yeah. On uh, the one game, maybe. Uh, eh, see, that's where get I little get little really nervous. nervous. You know, work on his yeah. speed possibly. But
4: yeah, that's the one thing. That's the one thing I I was gonna say. I don't really. I haven't watched that much film on Boren, but if he gonna get, if he gonna knock down, kick down the guard, that's the one thing he's going to be able to do is because he gonna have to work up on linebackers. So yeah. high, high speed, he gonna have to fight through like a, a three technique or something, trying to hold him up and get to a, a linebacker. They're scraping across the top, trying to get to that ball. So, and that's a big thing with zone run. That's the biggest thing with zone run is you need them. You need them agile guards that know how to can fight through and get up to them linebacker, work to them linebackers. So,
3: yeah. And see, that's I the thing, work. I don't know if Borm can get to the. side. He's a straight-ahead mauler. Yeah, he's good at pass attack. I said, I, I, I say fleet of foot, and I'm not being funny. I'm right. not saying the man is slow for us. I mean, he's a, he's a big man.
0: Yeah.
4: yeah, and that's the one thing about yeah. guard. That's why guards typically be like stouter, like right. more, like strength marlers, and tackles are the long arms, longer guys, because mm-hmm. all they're going to do, is, you know, like they're just cutting people off. Well, guard is really working up the field. He right. got to chase people down. He got to get in front, chase linebackers. He got to get in front of a, a roquan that's running across the top. And you're going to have to be a hell of an athlete to do that. So right.
3: that second level is no joke if you can't move. Right.
4: So, right.
2: so. not a bit. I mean, and There was a play I was going to get on here, but for some reason it wouldn't let me cut it right. But there was a play, I want to say it was the Vikings game, where he was playing, I I think they had him at left or right tackle, I can't remember. And he literally is, like, standing back over, almost by the QB on the edge of the pocket. He's got a linebacker running around, and he's just boom here, right? This linebacker just spin move right around him like mm-hmm. like that quick and I'm like oh that's not good to see like I saw that more and more the, the more I watched this film he did settle in but I noticed that speed guys he hasn't he he's got a problem with him and I I just think moving him inside at that guard spot probably benefits him and this run game a lot more than having him at the tackle spot so in in saying that now i got to talk about the other guy on the other side mr Tevin jenkins <laughs> because everybody's high in this kid and i love him absolutely we all do but there are some warts on this because man this kid has a little problem with speed arm moves specifically <laughs> i have a play here that i'm going to show you and this goes really fast guys so
3: so i already see what you I already see what yeah, you so about. so Inside he Please.
2: is he, he is the last lineman right here right next to that slot tight end i mm-hmm. i believe that's a tight end here right. so it's as soon as this play starts off right and it's probably going to be dumb on yeah it's probably going to lag on me as usual hang on here we go Let's see if it goes here we go okay there we go mm. so Watch this. Hang on. Right here. Boom. He gets here. He's set. And another question I was going to ask Steve this, are his feet too wide on this? Because I feel like he's just kind of standing there waiting for it. And as soon as that defender hits him, he's already halfway around him because his arms are just really stiff. He's not playing loose. It's like he's waiting for something to happen instead of being proactive on this play. I mean, I'm not an offensive line guru by any means necessary, but I just see this over and over and just boom, right there. I mean, he he didn't even try. Like, I saw this more and more. <laughs> I don't know really what
3: else to think about
2: it.
4: But well,
3: If you look at that, at the end, he had a downward hand slap inside and he took the inside release.
4: And he, tri- and he tripped him.
2: <laughs> if you can watch it, watch his
3: trip. Yeah,
5: yep, he did. He had
3: to trip him
2: because he was beat from the word go on this route, man. So like, he was beat and he committed a penalty. But,
4: yeah. uh, I mean, not to take none, not to, like, make an excuse for him, Look, that's why those guys get paid so much because that is a very difficult position to
2: try to block those guys. But
3: – Well, thank God for white hair because –
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: He kicked over. That's the
2: only reason that he didn't get to Justin right then and there. Because that little last-second push he has there is the reason Justin gets that ball
3: out. Mm -hmm. And
4: even though... If if I would say something, if I was, like, critiquing him and watching film on him, I would say he's pushing out too fast. Yeah. Like, he's pushing out instead of, like, kind of straight back. So when he pushes out... Oh, so he
3: sold his leverage. Yeah, that's, like,
4: little things you watch... if Steve was here, he could kind of give you the offensive yeah. line spot. But as a defensive player, we, if I was scouting him and we was watching film, mm-hmm. that's what we that's what we'd be talking about. Like, oh, he a he will a wide pusher or he'll guy that gets wide. Some guys get back fast and some guys push wide fast. It's all trying to protect what they're scared of, usually. They all you know, they always scared of getting beat around the too. edge. So if he pushing out instead of trusting his technique and his feet just to push back and have enough like confidence that he could. Take those steps back to get to where you need to be. Sometimes they just try to meet the guy, and then that's when you they just go right under you all the time. So that's why that's why I say like that's the type of stuff that he's gonna have to show. Because best if you watching this, AB, guess who else watching this film?
3: Yeah.
4: Guess who else breaking this down? Every other you guys and, are uh, lucky. It's sitting there like oh,
3: thirty-two coaches. You guys are lucky some. that
2: I wasn't able to get the Vikings film because <laughs> the Vikings film showed me way. Oh. Many warts, yeah. a lot of false start penalties. Um, and that, was, that of, was early though,
3: that was early though. Like, yeah,
2: and but he also did it in this Packer game too. But it right. seems like the more he gets to play, the more playing time he gets, yeah. the more settled he gets in there, and it helps his game, obviously. And right. so, that for me is the number one thing for him this year it's just getting comfortable with the NFL speed and how guys are gonna come after him because he's gonna see things that he's never seen before. Right. And just like you said, work. NFL speed is a different cat, man. It's not the same, man. You have got to be set and ready for that. And it just looked like a lot of times he was just waiting for something to happen and stiffening up, right. and then boom, just it happened before he could even react. And he's got to learn something on that, man. Like, some that's some of the things
4: too about NFL because I'm gonna say this again. Like if you'd have made it, if a guy has made it all the way to the NFL level he's kind of proven that he could play at this caliber. Mm-hmm. Now, whether he's yeah. top-notch, Hall of Fame level, or whatever, what have you, that's to be determined. But if you make it to the NFL, you could play because they're not going to pay somebody, I don't care, a dollar. If you can't, yeah. <laughs> they don't think you could do anything. What happens is you get to the NFL, we all get there. The first couple of years, it's the mental part of the game that paralyzes us. We all had the ability to do it, but the mental part, to remember what you're supposed to do. To remember the technique that you have to learn. You line across. If I'm taking him, I'm looking in the face of uh, Miles Garrett or uh, Vaughn Miller. <laughs> like, I got to block this dude the whole game. And this is a guy I used to play with on Madden last year. I was sitting in a dorm room. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is a guy like, man, he awesome. Now I am I got to block him. We all came to that problem. Because he's a young guy. Yeah. So it take a while to kind of, like they say, let your nuts drop in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's it's rarely you have a guy that come in day one that's already a dog and, like, I got it figured out.
3: Yeah, because I can only
4: are Those are special guys. But most guys got to come in and kind of get used to the, yes, the speed, but we're paralyzed because we all have speed. If a guy go to combine and run a 4-3 and when he gets to NFL, you like, he ran a 4-3 and he, he can't even get open. Yeah. No, it's because it's something else that's keeping them from utilizing that speed. And like I always say, it's always mental. It's the mental part. That's what separate average to good, good to great, great yeah. to Hall of Fame is how fast they mental, how they understand the game, the aspect of the game, how they understand training, watching film. Like that's all stuff that he's probably hammering right now. He he. Should, if I was him, I'll be watching the same stuff you watching. Every yeah. bad play I have, I analyze. What did I do? Why did I do it? What made me do that? I know I shouldn't do it, but what made me do it? Break, start working on breaking them habits, which I know the, that's what the coaching staff is on. And like I said, this is a big year because he has to prove it. The good thing is he gets to prove it to a, a brand new coach. we mm-hmm. so don't have to prove it to Nagy again like because they already have what they think about him. But the bad thing is this new coach ain't going to give him that much time.
3: You're going to have a shorter, shorter yeah, lease. Right?
4: That new coach, like I didn't draft you like – I ain't gonna put my lo- my job on the line <laughs> for you that I don't know. You better come in and show us that you could make some improvements.
3: So, do we take any solace in the last four games for him not giving up any sacks? I think, matter of fact, he gave up no sacks and like two pressures. Something, yeah, I take, I t- t- yeah, with a
4: young guy, anytime they start improving, same with Justin Fields. Like, I don't care if I just saw him throw the ball out of bounds from one game to the next, that's improvement, yeah, that's what you got to have. And, and like he said, I think also, wasn't he didn't he have like back issues?
3: Yeah, he had yeah. back surgery. That's oh, I mean. Yeah, so, so he was,
2: coming, like he was fighting – it's just
4: a oh, lot of – It would
3: be six games, right?
2: Yeah, he had lower back issues, but he actually had something else wrong with his back, and that's right. why he got the surgery. It wasn't even the same thing. Right. It was something completely different. And then he was out for – I think it was longer than six, JB. I think it was
3: yeah. – No, no, short. I said he only played six games. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Sure. Like,
2: he,
4: like some of his growth was stunning just from the injury. So yeah. – Get healthy this year. Get to start at the beginning with a new coach that's coming in and patting him on the back and tell him, I believe in you from day one. He don't have to worry about what he did last year. He started with a fresh, clean slate. That's what any player, a young player, could ask for. So that's why I say this is a big year for him, though. Yeah. He needs to show that he could, because that's an important position. It's a big-time position, and he needs to show that he can step and fill the shoes. So
3: you to start, out of that, baby? now. I just want to say that like those first two games for me, because I remember we were watching A.B. We were talking and he remember he got in for like four or five plays. and We were like, oh, Tevin Jenkins is in. And then it's like, yeah, Tevin Jenkins is in. Yeah. And then. And then so like those first two games were like his preseason, you know. So I'm going to say I think the kid, because first of all, first and foremost, he must love Justin. I love his mean streak. I love the fact that he's shown to be a protector. And I think we might really have somebody. Hey, KB, I think KB. we might really have somebody at that left tackle that we can go because, I mean, regardless of what we see on film, regardless of what we see at the games, he had Jason Peters tutelage for this right. whole last season. Yeah, to me, That's that's a Hall of Fame left tackle, guys. Right,
2: right. To me, that's
3: invaluable information.
2: I agree. But at the same time, JB, he had that tutelage and then – he would get in the game, and then all of a sudden, oh, here comes Mr. Jason Peters back. he gone! <laughs> and then I'd be like, oh, I guess he's not playing anymore, and then, oh, he's back in, and then all of a sudden, oh, here comes Jason Peters. he <laughs> gone! Over and over and over again, I'm like, I, oh, about was Maggie, so. I need consistency, I need him right. in the game, right. I need him to be there all year. I don't want any sit-outs anymore. I want to right. see what we have in Tevin, but I'm not just going to go over the bad about him because there are positives about this kid there are quite a few actually and there's one in particular that we all know that <laughs> I'm gonna pull this up every time <laughs> or every damn year I mean, we we like, do this is that Tevin Jenkins has something I like to call the nasty guys. He's got the nasty. He is gonna get in people's face. He doesn't care. Look at him. He's gonna go up against the whole damn team by himself. And thank God, thank God, Jermaine Fettie's out. Thank God he's gone now, so we don't have to look at this nonsense anymore. Ryan Poles wants guys like Tevin Jenkins on this team, and that's why I'm excited about this this year and every year going forward for a Tevin Jenkins because. We're going to – I mean, obviously, I don't want to see penalties like this all the time. I don't want to see this kind of (laughs) junk all the time. But if they're harassing my QB and they're just beating the shit out of him over and over and over again, I want to see that. I want to see these guys, you know, fired up. Get in there. Get on somebody. And, man, for all love and God. Hey, nasty get nasty. Just get as nasty as you can, man. Get in there and get dirty. Let's start being the aggressors instead of being the guys that are being beat up constantly, guys. So, in saying that, we're going to take a quick break real quick. Hopefully, Steve's coming pretty soon. He said he'd probably be here around 8. By the time we get through this, we might be done. Steve might just be in here to say hi, but (laughs) if he comes, he comes. If he doesn't, he doesn't. That's the power of podcasting, guys. So,
3: We'll take a quick commercial
2: break. We're going to hear from
3: Fozzie Football. Fozzie Football, are you ready, brother? Real football action on a glossy game surface play shuffle style. Slide a shuffle puck and pass or run target. And a free mobile app keeps track of every game detail. Easy to learn, but this game of skill is difficult to master. Take care of the ball or turnovers will kill your drive. The game is guaranteed to get your competitive fire burning.
6: And it's perfectly sized to take anywhere. The park, a barbecue, your next tailgate, or fun at home on game nights. Fonzie football is
3: simply the best. Most realistic and competitive game of football available anywhere. Add defense when your skill improves and take the game to the next level. The perfect mix of fast action and real football drama. Where a last second Hail Mary can break hearts or make champions. And that was a word from
2: our sponsor, Fossey Football. Guys, I'm telling you. If you're looking for a great tailgate game, anything for parties or just family events, guys, I'm telling you, this game is fun. Fat Mike has one. It looks amazing. I got to kind of watch him play it a few weeks back. Amazing game, man. The tabletop, it's a small tabletop. You can take it anywhere. As long as you've got a small table there in front of you, you can play this game, guys. It's worth it. You can have the free app with it so you can keep score everything that's going on with it guys make sure to go to omnibron.com and make sure to use the promo code bears fans with a brain and you get a whopping 10 percent off your first order uh. make sure to go there today i can't wait i need to get this game in my house because it is fun i'm telling you it's it's just something different from bags and all that you know mm-hmm. like i love playing bags another game we actually sponsor is called uh qb54 it's Way too, way too complicated to explain right now, but it is a super fun game as well. But guys, make sure to get out today. Look at it. And we're going to take another quick break, and we're going to hear from Nick and Ivy.
5: complete stranger nick and ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is follow us on instagram and facebook by searching for nick and ivy brewing company visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com that's n-i-k-i-v-y brewing.com come today for fresh brewed beer born and raised in lockport illinois and that was a
2: word from our sponsor, Nick and Ivy Brewery, out in Lockport, guys. Make sure to get out there today. I'm so mad I'm not there because they got a milk dud stout. I'm gonna keep telling I'm, I'm gonna keep saying it till I can try it. I'm telling Yum you, it, stout. <laughs> I love. I'm I'm obsessed with stouts now. Okay. Make sure that you go to nickandivybrewing and see their menu list right now jb you look so much brighter now i was gonna say <laughs>
3: yeah so
2: you look like you just ripped out the wall and, and the sun <laughs> just came through man like i don't know what you did but it is way brighter i yeah. had a light
3: that went out like right before the show started i'm like oh that's, why so... me? And...
2: that's a bad omen isn't it
3: <laughs> well, not necessarily so i had to go get a light from the room but you know <laughs> You it's too bright I wonder why office. you kept
2: jumping up and down. Like, whenever I ran the promo, you like jumped up and you came back. And I ran another promo, jumped up, came back. I'm like, life podcast,
4: right? That's podcast life. Yes, it
2: is, yes, it is. Make you magicians. never know what's gonna happen.
3: Wait till bro. I make my dream.
2: <laughs> you need another promo? No, right <laughs> You good for now? All right, buddy. All right, so. We are actually going to get, well, I should probably stop talking and get my setup ready here because I am not ready. So we are actually going to talk about linemen now that are in the draft. So I've got a little list of guys that probably aren't going to be available for us at the 39th pick, but we can at least go over some of them here. So we've got Evan Neal from Alabama. We've, we've got Mr. Charles Cross from Mississippi State. Akeem Ekonwu from NC State. Mr. Kenyon Green, Warwick's guy from the Texas A&M University. Another beast mode guy right here. Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. And my guy, Mr. Tyler Smith from Tulsa. Guys, hang on a minute. (laughs) Okay, I'm good. Are, Are there any guys in the second third round that you might think could maybe slip that you'd be interested in getting. Well you know or, I, you know who I'm gonna say. <laughs> the AM guy. <laughs> you don't even know anything about him. You just want him because he's from A and M. You're just like I mean
4: I, I mean I know a little bit. You know I watch... he <laughs> played a lot of different positions at AM he, he, does. Moved, he moved around a lot athletic guy, big size guy. And M has been kind of putting out some O line, not to say they all world beaters but we had a good run on O mm-hmm. the guy that you mentioned, Afedi. I want to say was from A yes. <laughs> but we didn't had a couple guys that come. So he he comes from a good pedigree, good coaching. So I like him, and I I think I've seen a couple drafts where they had a the Bears. Kind of if he falls to the Bears, that they will take him, which I think he'll be a good guy because he has the the one thing I like about him. What I was going to say was the versatility. Like mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a guard, obviously in the NFL, but he could play right, left. If you can swing guy,
3: definitely,
4: yeah, he's a good, versatile guy. And I want to say he could jump in, he could compete for a strong position. And that's when I was looking at the list. That's the one thing I was trying to see what guys that we could get that the Bears could get at that position. If you're gonna get a, if that's if you're gonna get a old lineman that high, you need a guy that you he don't need he don't have a long learning curve. Like, yeah, these ain't guys you're gonna say, oh, in two years, he's gonna be a great guy, uh, three years, you want him to jump in and, and be competing. He may not be the best his first year, but he leads competing for a starting
2: position, so... Yeah. Well, I, like, I like uh Kenyon Green. The only thing about... <laughs> the only thing about Kenyon Green is... I'm usually the one that's like, oh, I love versatility. I love the right, fact right. that he did all that, but I think this hurt him. Right. Because yeah. this kid played four spots. Right. And I don't feel like he ever got a chance to be comfortable anywhere. Now... Run wise. Yeah. All right. He is NFL ready. He is a mauler. He's NFL ready. He's there. The pass game is what I'm worried about. So, yeah, right. so Warwick, I think you're a hundred percent right. Yeah. If you indeed get this kid, I don't, I don't think he gets out of the first round. It, if he does, it's going to be real tight at that 39 spot. But if he does go there and you want him, I think that he's not NFL ready unless you're just right. putting him at the right guard spot and just letting him maul guys. Because right. I don't think he's a tackle. Yeah,
4: if you get him that high, you're gonna definitely throw him somewhere. He's getting yeah. to play, so that's that's the thing I was gonna say too. If you if we're gonna take a lineman at that position, then you think real highly of him because, like we say, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of potential guys. That's the one common thing too. There's a lot of guys with great potential, and they could be this. But they either play guard or they projecting to be a guard or was a tackle. So but yeah, you're right. You I, I agree with you on that. That that's the one thing that hurt him was him moving
2: around and not showing he
4: could be dominant at one position.
2: Yeah, so maybe, so maybe if they do indeed go get him, maybe they can put him at right guard and just let him focus at one position. And then maybe he can develop into something like that. Right, right. Or, I mean, like that's that's best case scenario for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my opinion, but all the film I watched on him, I was like, dude is ready in the run game, but man, his passing right. attack is not the best. Like he's yeah. going to need some pass pro help, especially if, if they ever want to put him at a tackle spot, which I don't think he is. There's a lot of guys I noticed in this draft that they play tackle, but they're more suited for guard in the yeah. NFL. There's a lot of that this year.
3: What do you think, JB? So I'm going to give you who I feel the Bears are going to look at. Okay. And then I'm going to give you my pick. So <laughs> I,
2: love, I love how you got <laughs> – <you're> like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, here's my expectation and hope, and here's what they're going to do. I love how you just go like from half full to half empty and, like, w- in the middle of a sentence.
0: Not, not, only, you can be,
3: only you so, can do that. I, me personally, I'm looking at polls. I'm looking at his pedigree. I'm looking at what he went through. I think he goes BC, Zion Johnson. Okay, because uh, he's he's one. So I, I I looked at strictly guards. Yeah, not yeah. really guys. I mean, of course, a couple of guys play multiple positions, but I'm looking at strictly come in to play that guard position. Yeah, You already know the cat from North Carolina State. I can never pronounce his name, Ecom or Icom or whatever. Okay. Yeah, he's gonna be gone. He's gonna be gone. Yeah. No, he's not even on your list. Like he's like yeah, yeah, the number Kon- one
2: Kon- Yes. Yeah, how you say Ikum, it? He yeah. comes Yeah, him. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. love how like I can just roll that one off, but like the most <laughs> basic name, I'm like, uh, I can't say that. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah, I think he gonna, he gonna be
3: long gone by yeah, time. That yeah. North Carolina he State ACC. Long. Yeah, he'll be gone. But yeah, he'll mold I, will, I really feel, I really feel that they would get uh Cubs up three. Okay. I really say think they would look really hard at Zion Johnson. Yeah. Zion Johnson, to me, you know, again, we talking uh, Boston College, yep. you know, the ACC, you know, it's like, that's good football, guys. Like that's There's not some
2: a decent guy. guys that have come out of there. Our couple very of, own Tom Waddle.
3: Right, a couple <laughs> of decent guys, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a big kid, you know, 6'3", you know, about three. About 3'10", 3'15", I think. Um, yeah, I got, got him at 6'2", 3'12", 12 is what I have. 12, okay, yeah, ran a, ran a 5'140", yeah. you know. So, I mean, I think he's he's of that more athletic ilk, you know, that uh, they're looking for a, li- a little – he got a little bit more LBS. He might need to lose a couple of pounds. But a guy that I was, like, really intrigued about, Ed Ingram from LSU. Okay. Yes. Go back and look at some of that guy's tape. Yeah. Like, he a bigger guy, you know. He's he, six three. He watch like, as much as him as I wanted to,
2: but I had a feeling that name was going to pop up. Yeah, he like <laughs> three twenty.
3: He's not the top top rank. He's top ten no. as far as um, O Because you know, don't forget, you have a uh, a couple of guys from some lower schools. Um right. a Guy by the name of Cole Strange came to the mind. Yes. Um, from Chattanooga, but you know that's not. I mean, not saying
2: he could be a guy who could come in and he could play guard. Yeah. But the thing about Strange that that I noticed is that he's got that lower body, mm-hmm. like you. He's not as strong as as I'd like him to be. Right. But he's a
3: what did he play center right? Yeah, oh, no, he was a guard, left right guard, and he he was one of those guys play that center though. That leaned on you. Oh, gotcha. You know what I'm saying? He he no, used his size. You thanks. know, six five. Um, another guy that I was really high on was uh, a on the lane Man Blanky. from Central Michigan. Bernard Raymond, I don't know if you Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah, I
3: know about him. He's so- a big guy. He's 6'7", right? Yeah. He's, he's 300, a, he's a, you know? Definitely. Hey, but- that's real big. <laughs> he, he, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's huge. But, I mean, he ran a 540, a 5-flat, five, uh, just yeah. a, a tick over 540. Like, he's very fast. He's very agile. He's like, even converted he converted from
4: a receiver, right?
2: He, he converted yeah. from a –
3: Tight end a tight actually. end. He and from a he's tight from end. like Europe too.
2: Like, yeah, yeah right. he, was, he, he was didn't start Europe. playing
3: high school uh football till high school. Yeah,
2: and he's I mean 6'6, 303, Central Michigan. I mean, a late first round, early second round, he might mm-hmm. be there. 6'8 wingspan, 30 bench press reps on top of that as well. Oh. I like to look at bench reps and, and like stuff like that more than I do the 40 time, but very good balance, very good leverage, JB. I liked his posture, and I don't know I why, but it, <laughs> that's been something that I've been looking at a lot. But there's another little tidbit I found out about him. That kid had a 450-pound bench. I mean, just plowed it, apparently. like There was some video out there that, I wish I would had grabbed it, that somebody took of him, benching 450. He's extremely agile, and he's always got his feet moving. He's yes. always pumping those feet around too, chopping. and he finishes, JB, just like you said on that. He finishes very, very well. He has that thing that I like to call. Where did it go? I just forgot <laughs> it.
3: Hey,
1: nasty. You
2: got that nasty man. He does. That's why do I it. said
3: I like him. I just, I would love if he failed because he's like the. What is he like the fourth or four, fifth? I don't have my notes. I. I don't,
2: I don't have know. him. Um, on mine, he's uh, he's like he's like fourth or fifth on mine. Yeah, like like yeah. I'm kind of teetering. Like, like, like King well, King. I was talking about
3: like his his overall draft ranking for his position. Oh, he's a true, that I don't know. Like, he's a true guard. Right, like, ain't no tackle for him. He's a I true think they guard. have
4: they have him and Zion kind of like yeah. So like fifth mm-hmm.
3: six something like that. Yeah. yeah, I've got
2: Zion a little bit lower on mine. I think where to, so I've got Zion on mine and Zion again. I was going to bring him up too, JB, six two three twelve. He's a second-round pick for sure, for sure. me at least. And I think that he's good, man. He's got a good low pad level. That's mm-hmm. something that I noticed. Right. I didn't see his pad level coming up a lot. He's got good mobility too, especially at 6'2", 3'10", 3'12", whatever I said there. He's got good mobility there. He's got his eyes are always up.
3: He's very agile. That's what he's I look. Focused. And,
2: um... Stunts don't bother him at all. I watched I watched a few guys trying to run some twists on him. Didn't have any of it. He's patient, very patient guy. But he's got to be a little more consistent with his leverage and his footwork. That's something that I noticed. And his footwork was
3: kind of telling to me, but at the same time, I was looking like, yeah, yeah. but he had a crap left tackle too. So he, he probably was.
2: and bam, bam, you know, trying to He's got to bring some more nasty, in my opinion. He's just not that nasty that I like, at least. And I was debating, like, is he a guard? Is he a tackle? Like, exactly where does he really Because of how
3: poor their left tackle played, I was thinking, because Poles might like the versatility. Yeah. Maybe he would draft him guard but kick Borm inside to see if he can do right tackle or left tackle, you know. But, again, I'm trying to think, like, Poles. But then that's why I said I like a guy like Ed Ingram because okay, when you watch LSU, it's just pound pound yeah, it's constant,
2: just right. constant. And
3: I, and I like you talk about pad level and just just that motor, that mall. So
2: our buddy Terry Month here said that he was ranked 11th, I believe. I I think he's talking about, I think he's speaking on um,
3: was that overall lineman? Because remember, I'm talking. I about, think he's talking
2: about Raymond like, where he was ranked because mm-hmm. you asked yeah. where he was ranked and we had another comment in here asking about our buddy Vernon in here asking hey, about Vernon. Mr. Daniel Balley out of Minnesota yeah, very you. very very big man <laughs> <laughs> so he is 6'8 384
3: yeah that, i don't think he'll fit you know it depends don't laugh on at what you. they're
2: looking for but zone zone read not not
3: for zone because you know you know where just humor me. No, a kid nine. like that could go. A kid like that would go to Baltimore and flirt. Oh, easy.
2: But if you think about it, though, JB, <clears> we're going to run a variation of what Baltimore runs. I know it's not. It's not going to be exactly well, minus the
3: same to QB run. Yeah,
2: like we're not going to be running the read option as much as they do there. But that's definitely a guy that they could look at. I mean, 6'8", 384, He's going to be a mid to late second round is where I have him at least. Seven-one wingspan on this kid.
3: I have him literally. he got those just arms, man. Mauling, and he's, I mean, and he's nimble. Did you see his little? He's very so. Nimble.
2: He's got a big frame, but he's light on his feet. He's got good pad level, even for being that size too. That's something else that I noticed because as soon as I I flipped on some film, I'm like, this kid's pad level is going to be way too high. Mm-hmm. He's going to get blown mm-hmm. up all the time. He's not that guy. He's got. He's a good drive blocker. I love his drive blocking in the run game, man. And I'm telling you what—I
3: was looking at his weight uh, distribution and turnover. Okay, and it, he was very—he was very agile. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was like, oh wow, works I'm
4: really. Gonna, I'm, I'm gonna play JV. And go ahead. <laughs> Hold <laughs> up,
3: wait a minute. Here we go. One thing that scared
4: me about him is when I was reading about him, which I'm looking at it too right now as we talking, is that he—he's inexperienced. Because yeah, I think he played rugby. He started. Football. Well, then he's
3: not from here,
4: right? He came from Australia. Yeah. Then he started. He's playing rugby and kind of start learning the position.
2: That's actually one of mine on him too, uh, Warwick. It's, yeah, and, I, and that
4: scares me at that high position, getting those project.
2: Yeah. guys. like he definitely needs work in the yeah. pass game and against speed rushers. Yeah. Yikes, that's a problem. But, but remember,
3: I mean, he's not going to be a tackle. He would be a guard. You'd have to put him. He'd be him like, like the
2: biggest game. guard
3: ever, but. Yeah, well, like, you new. would
2: have to. Well, because, I mean, honestly, just like I said, everything I saw on him, he's a good drive-run blocker. Like, dude, he can definitely drive guys off the ball. And if you're 6'8", 384, you should be able to drive Boy. people off the ball. My but God. That's but, why
3: I said Baltimore.
2: And he's also, he's also got.
3: Hey, Nasty. Uh,
2: he got that nasty, he got bro. That nasty. Every his like it. if
3: you watch his little what was it, like a four minute highlight. Like yeah, is right, like, right. for real. He's like if put it this way, if he doesn't make it in the NFL, he'll be MMA or WWE. He's, yeah, he gonna have a job yeah. in the oh yeah. I just I'm, I'm
4: just always scared of those big reward guys like those high oh, risk
3: high risk high reward yeah like ooh,
4: If it click, those, those guys that oh if it click. Yeah. Uh, like, I like to see it already clicking.
3: Well, that's why I said Bernard Raymond, the, to me, right. the Wayne man, like, yeah. he's perfect.
4: And oh. I, and personally, I don't think – not trying to knock the kid because I don't want to knock any of these kids because they still kids, still learning. Like I said, they're still getting their feet wet. But I don't feel like the Bears – the Bears need some for sure nasty.
2: I agree.
4: They Like, we're not in the position. If we was, like you said, on a team like Cleveland who mm-hmm. had like a core or uh, the Cowboys, you know, like, where they like, oh, we just need to add one little piece. But I'm like, the Bears need guys that can come in and, and you know what you kind of Immediate get. impact. guys. So I, I knock, knock him because if he fell to us at a good pick, I say take him all day.
3: So yeah. let me ask you this more, Well, I, Hang me, this on.
2: <laughs> no, no. Hold <laughs> on a minute before we do that because we got a guest here, guys. Oh, okay. Oh! So we're finally going to get him. He finally made it here. Our buddy, our friend of the show. Mr. Big Steve Edwards, right here. How you doing, Steve?
7: All right, how you guys doing? Can you hear me?
2: Yes, yeah. Can. Can. What up, man. Steve? Okay. Hey,
7: what's, up, what's up, man? What's up, Steve? Warwick?
2: What's up, man? Up? <laughs>
7: man, I ain't seen Warwick. I was like a rookie, man. I think uh <laughs> I think I think Warwick, we oh, I think we were teammates my second year. I can't I forget when you left during yeah. free agency, but uh I was a young buck. I I think like you 04. guys played one year, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like
4: one year or something like yeah.
7: that. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: That's what I say. I
7: remember Big Steve. Yeah, you and Rosie. Yeah, I came in from the Eagles, and I said yeah. they had those dogs over there, so I learned a lot. I was on the fire <laughs> when I came in. <laughs>
2: there you go. There you oh, go. Man. Well, uh-huh. Steve, um, it's okay you're late. We're not mad. Don't worry <laughs> about it, buddy. But we are actually talking about rookie guys right now. I wanted to get your opinion on something that we spoke on a little bit ago about one of our players, but we're just kind of breaking down some of these linemen coming up, wondering what we can get in the second and third round. Do you have anybody specifically in mind that you've looked at at all, or have you even had time to look?
7: Uh, you know, well, you know, I told you I wasn't, like, in the draft
2: like that, but
7: I was I forced, it. and once we had our conversation, I took a look. And just what, what, what? It's a deep draft in the offensive line. That's, yeah. that's all I hear, and, I, you know, I'm listening to all the outlets. I did my research. It's an incredibly deep draft, and uh, it was a guy who stood out that I was hearing about. I watched a little film, Tyler Smith out of my Tulsa.
2: Guy. My guy. Um, <laughs> you, t- you stole my guy, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even mad. Um,
7: a little raw. A little raw. and I think you're going to get guys who are not all fully developed. Right. You know what I mean? Um, um, we're in a position where we need to just add depth on that line, add competition. We're not – we can't be looking at, you know, oh, we already got this guy in this position. We're at a point where we just need to stockpile guys and let the best, you know, let these guys fight it out. And who ends up being the best lineman, be the best lineman for your team. So we're not, you know, after all these years of not drafting linemen, we need to take advantage of this. And I'm sure Poles, who is a former lineman, um, is looking at this as a deep draft. And we're going to come out of there with a couple linemen in this draft.
4: Can I ask you a question, Steve? Yeah. As a as an offensive lineman, what what are some of the things like? If you was, say you was a line coach, or you on the Bears, you you helping draft an offensive lineman. What are the things you looking for in the lineman for like um, nasty streak? What what are like some of the key things you would look for in a good offensive lineman?
7: Well, you know, I'm looking for I'm looking for flexibility. I'm looking for uh, the natural, you know, natural flexibility, natural uh, being in your knees. You know, Uh, those things, you you know, you could teach them, you could train them. But if you can see that naturally, that's something that you don't have to teach. You just have to teach technically. So I want to see if the guy's going to have flexibility. Um, technique is always something that's going to be worked on when you get in the league. You just want to be able to see some of it. You don't want to, you know, and I I think when I came in the league, I wasn't technically sound, but I was you know, able to work with Juan Castillo when I got with the, with the Eagles who quickly developed me before I came on to you guys. That's why the reason I came, got picked up off the practice squad from the, um, from the Eagles but I'm looking for that flexibility and you said it I'm looking for that nasty streak I need to see some nasty I need to see that this guy Keep going there because you're coming into the NFL world, man. It's it's a world of big time bullies, man. You got guys like yourself, Ward, and Rosie talking stuff. You know, Rosie talked that mess to me when I came in. She <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, talked that mess last week when we had him on with airlock. Yeah. Right?
7: Yes, uh, so, check this. When I came on with the Bears, Big Cat <laughs> wasn't doing too many. He right. wouldn't do too many. So, they would throw me in. I didn't even know the plays yet, but I just, they said, hey, just pass it. You know, and I had Rosie, you know, I came from Philly World uh, vertical set. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was a, I was, that put me in a little bit of a position to kind of compete with them a little bit where, you know, our vertical set was able to handle speed, you know, but right. um, you know, I, I, I obviously got toasted a lot too. So, you know, I got, but um, it's one of those things where you, you want to see that nasty streak. You want to see somebody who you know, that's what you're hearing a lot of, you know, you don't want nobody soft, you know what I mean? Because you got, like I said, you got to come in, you're going against the big boys. Uh, you got Aaron Donalds who will choke you out, you know, this, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and, and it's just, you know, that's the that's yeah. the number one thing. Technically, if you find a guy who's technically sound already, that those guys are probably going first, you know, first round, first top 10, you know, um, so, and the, when you get into the second and third round, fourth round, you know the the guy said from out of Tulsa. What's his name? Well, Walter. Uh, his name is Tyler
2: uh, Smith. He is Tyler six, Smith. Three twenty four 324 out of yeah. Tulsa. Let I me had tell you, in, in the second to third round, even. Yeah, yeah. Now, 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 that's yeah.
3: funny, guys. That's funny because you know there's a, his other guy that was my my dark horse, his counterpart. You talking about six, six four. He runs a four eight nine forty.
7: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's some, I mean, it's just deep, that's, man. That's uh, a ball
3: force that I think in this zone running game, yeah. you can work with.
7: Yeah. And, and we're going to have to get athletic guys, you know, yeah. you're obviously changing body types. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, you're still going to need some guys who got size and who can move, you know what I mean? Who got some strength. Um, um, you know, when I talked about that kid, one thing I was going to say about him and I watched film is that his, t- his hands are a little all over the place. Yeah. They, they, you know, the rap technique is like this. When they're coming over the top and grabbing the outside pads, that's automatic holding. You know, obviously those are things you can train. Shoot the hands up the middle to the chest plate. Um, but he has this, when he hope. gets his hands on you, it's <laughs> over. You know it what I mean?
2: control and as soon as he gets them. Hands yes, on you. I agree yes. completely. That's why it's, I love this
7: kid. It, it's, it's a wrap, but right. if you teach him, it's really going to be a wrap if you can teach him to shoot his hands up the middle right to a chest plate. Right. Um, and I think, Versatility is another thing you have to look in, in the offensive lineman. You just can't play one position. You almost have to have that guy, unless he's a, per- a perennial player at that position, and you're talking about the top five guys. Those guys usually stick in a position. And still, there has to be some flexibility where they might move. But when you get in these later rounds, you want to look at guys that, hey, he's a tackle, but he might be able to move the guard. He's a guard, he might be able to pop off the tackle. Or if he's a guard, he can play center. You want that versatility because those are the type of guys that you can kind of move around and mold them to the way you want to. So that's another thing. And when I came in, I was tackle, Played tackle all my life. But guess what? I get to the Bears after my rookie year. Going in my second year, I get moved to guard. So mm-hmm. it's just that quick that, you know, I never played into my life. I get moved to that. And, you know, it's just they saw something where, okay, he's a big, wide body. He's got long arms. You can use that in the inside. And, and it worked to my advantage. So versatility uh, in a player. And sometimes you got to see how they move. You can project it. So, um, you know, and – you know, that's why they get to the Senior Bowls and sometimes they ask them to play different positions. So um, it's absolutely a deep draft. Um, you know, this I know we're looking at these centers. Everybody says centers, but they, I think that puts us in an awkward position with the guy that we got out of Green Bay. Now you start putting him at guard because you draft a center. That can kind of get hairy, but like I said, what the heck? Go ahead and yeah. get the best players at the best positions when you can um, based on – if they fall to you, if the guy from Iowa, the guy from Nebraska at center, I don't know all these names, but these are the names I'm hearing. These guys Iowa fall. This
3: Lindenbaum.
7: Yeah. yeah. These guys fall somehow. You got to take a look, but the bears are in need so many positions. Uh, <laughs> you know, if a receiver is there, they got to look at that. So it, it's going to be an interesting time mm-hmm. for the bears and, When we get to that second round, it's going to be – I think everybody who's a Bears fan is going to be good to that TV on that second day. Yeah, I
2: I agree completely. And the argument that I had in my brain all day, Steve, is am I looking at Raymond or am I looking at Smith? And for me, it's got to be Smith because, man, like that kid – and just – you said it perfectly, man. Like his hands – he does have some technical issues, but, man, whenever he gets a hold of them, guys, it is done. He controls that guy. I mean, big, big guy. He's got a 6'11 wingspan. Yeah, I mean, big cat, yeah. and he's got
5: hey, –
2: nasty! He's, he got that nasty, man, and he yeah. looks good in space even. I've – I no. watch him film on him getting in space. He can clear pass. He can get to the second level. He can seal on the edge very well. He's got good intelligence, football IQ. I think this kid is almost ready for it. He just yeah. needs some coaching up.
3: Yeah. Do you watch him better than his teammate, Chris Paul? I Not do. Not Chris Paul, the Phoenix Suns point guard. <laughs> I guard Chris I Paul. do. I do as of I, right now. Yeah, I don't know
7: too much about him. his uh, – uh, that was one I didn't see his teammate uh, – you know, oh, he's
3: one tire. He's six yeah. four, three twenty,
2: four eight nine forty. Like he's a beast. Well, yeah. it depends on what boards, honestly, JB. But yeah. but for me, Because well, like, everybody I like on what you look at
3: is different. But yeah, when, I, when you look at straight guards, I think he's 13, 12, okay. something like that. Yeah, okay. like, yeah, 12, That core a stuck out to a lot of people. Yeah. I know you're not big on forty time, but when we talk about that zone reps. one scheme, get to that <laughs> second, <laughs> second level. Some yeah, reps for me. You know,
2: you know,
7: but, you know, when it comes to the offensive line, what you know, I'm sure, you know, I want to know if that 4'8 related in his 20-yard dash, you know, those are the things you got to look at because the offensive line, we're not running streak routes down the street, you know, down the field. <laughs> the now, drill, now the don't guy. get me wrong, it's impressive, but um it's that 20 yards. It's those short-distance bursts, like three-comb drill shuttle that they like to see, but at the end of the day, it's all about turning out on turning on the film because I had a terrible combine. I had it not so good. to pro day? Yeah, I didn't go look at my. If they still got that stuff, actually, I don't want y'all to look at it. it was man, not lucky I didn't my, know that
2: before you came in because uh, I had that up on the screen. Well, oh man,
7: my my forty, my bench, all that stuff. You know, I got I got combine stories. First of all, they they go the uh blood. They's like, hey, something came up that they said they needed to get my blood again. They send me back to the hospital they draw my blood. We're 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 up for bench. I come back for the bench press. They like you're up. I said, man, I got I still got the Band-Aid in my arm, so obviously that's mm. gonna. So I get up there because literally I had a, I was in Pittsburgh Steelers room the day before, and uh, Russ Grimm was like. But you're gonna bench tomorrow. I was like, uh <laughs> like, you know, I'm about like, hey, to you know, and then I, you know, i just it's one of those things, man. But you put it on the film, mm-hmm. I got the job done, I got the right. league undrafted. I, I got a six-year career, man. I yeah. started for the bears, so Can't those be things that. you gotta look at, and just you, you want it That's a good you gotta have those guidelines, it gives you something, but at the end of the day. Um, You got to turn on that film and see what's what, you know, what I mean, it's a good comparison to have those numbers, but let's watch the film and, um, you know, the, the kid from Tulsa really impressed me like, as far as like you said, when he puts his hands, people stop and that's something that you need, Uh grown man strength and um, we'll see, man. We'll see where the Bears are headed, man. And uh, because you know, you gotta look at the Bears' offensive line. It's where it's not. It's not this solidified. Is Jenkson, Is Jenkins really our left tackle? I oh, don't Steve, know. Uh
2: oh. We we were having debates about this earlier, Steve. So this I time. have to ask know. you this. So yeah, we don't. First thing, first thing I want to ask you is if we do say somehow get Tyler Smith in here, right? Yeah. Is he going to take Larry Borum's spot and you're going to kick Larry Borum back inside? Yeah.
7: That's that's I think that's what happens. I mean, but is Lord I mean, it's a lot of ways you could go cuz Borum has the feet to play left tackle. I've seen him at left yeah. tackle. His feet are excellent. You know, obviously and, and I think Jenkins is is just a more natural right tackle. But, you know, they had to be the left tackle for what they – and sometimes the way organizations, you know, hey, we, we we moved up. We need you at the premier position. You know what I mean? It's like when we went and got John Tate. John Tate was always mm-hmm. a le- right tackle for Kansas City. city. Yeah. Um, they basically – and John Tate didn't want to move to the left side. He was It was something with his hips that he didn't like that wasn't feeling right. And so for his first year, John Tate stayed on the right side. Eventually, he, he bought in, like, we need you there. Uh, they eventually moved him there. But, you know, uh, it was one of those four – we we paid you this money. We need you there. We draft you. We gave up this capital. We need you there. But is it the right move? Because John Tate was a pro already. You know, let's let's get that right. John they already been played in the league, had great success with Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh Jenkins is a second year guy who missed most of the year with a bad back. And you're you're saying we want you to be our left tackle. And if you look at his body type in the way he looks the way he moves, it doesn't really, you know present to me a left tackle it presents to me a right tackle is more um you know not as athletic you know what I mean so we'll see we'll see I mean it's a lot of shuffling around to do as a whole new offensive line coach with this zone run scheme and that that's a difficult transition when you come from a power gap scheme to now we're moving side to side and um it is running it is you chase. You got to go hawk down guys like Warren it. You got to zone up to get a guy like that. Come on, man! But if you can get it down, if you can get the guys operating in unison, unison, and you get the right place for that scheme, it's very effective.
2: All right. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Um, so I had one other one other thing for you. So we were going over a video on just. <laughs> essentially what our guy Tevin Jenkins needed to work on and I noticed this play against the Packers where he just gets beat on this arm move like like nobody's business quick and I wanted your opinion on exactly what you see on this play now he's he's at the left tackle down there uh-huh. and this end just rocks him hold on a minute it's probably going to lag a little bit again but I mean it looks like to me he just gets beat right off the jump because he's just so stiff on this play. And mm-hmm. I just don't know what see see that right there. That's exactly what I'm talking about.
7: Give me a second. It's kind of yeah. So let me see. Over he over extends, first of yeah. all. Um got to sit back on that punch, head back, shoulders back. All right. Um let me see. Can we run and- that back?
4: Steve, I said as a defensive player when I was when I watched it, I said he was he was going out going out pushing out to side outside. Yeah, like yeah. If, I was, if I was scouting him, that's the first thing I would say: get him to go outside and go back under him because he, like mm-hmm. I said, maybe he's scared of that speed rush. Boom. I know you know better than me.
7: Yeah, yeah. Well, you're right. Uh, you know with the angle. So obviously. You know, uh Warwick, we you know we let this is a sideline angle. I would like that other angle from behind that gives right, me more. Right. That's the yeah. that's the film that we watch and um you know when we sit behind. But from where from where I'm just seeing from this angle, it seems like he just he okay, he loses his inside foot. You want to always stay heavy on that inside foot. Right. All right. You want to keep that post leg up. You never want to drop that post leg because once you drop that post leg, that opens up the inside. But the first thing I see is him lunging forward, like on his punch. You know, he's, he's. you know, when you punch, man, you want to be sitting back, head back, shoulders back. Um, And and when you throw your head and all that into, that's an easy read for a D lineman. Now, his set, I can't really tell, but it does look like he's coming out work. Maybe his guard is supposed to be there. Let me see what let me see what the center is doing on this. Hang on. It's so so Hang on. technically, I could just tell you he lunges forward. Right. Um uh, white hair is supposed to be there. Okay. Yeah. So, so, but still that doesn't Yeah. Yeah. White hair, they're sliding to the left. All right, yeah, center's right coming there. over. Um white hair is supposed to be more like a half a man and coming over that, but he is kind of there. He is kind of there, but Jenkins gets so beat so bad that he gets so (laughs) so much. He he just lunges on his. It's not very fluent. Now I think he's such a big guy, you know, and big strong guy. He could, he could get the job done. But when you go against these speed rushes, then I think what Warwick was saying, basically, he might be scared of the speed rush. I think the speed rush guys might be giving him issues, and that's what you're going to face when you're over there on the left side. You know, the Von Millers of the world. Um, that's, you know. Miles and I, yeah, Miles Garrett. oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need it's any more tough, of that. It's, it's just tough, man. It's tough. So,
3: Steve, you, know, you talked about his footing. I'm wondering... Did he naturally go to that left leg as his post leg because he's a right tackle by Yeah.
7: Yeah. yeah. He's not natural, man. That's, that's you asking a man to flip his feet. You know mm. what I mean?
2: So well, he's that's just not like muscle memory, right? Yeah. And then gotcha. think
7: about the time that he missed, all the reps that he missed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I went out to training camp last year. The guy was out. I mean, he was out for a significant amount of time. And he does come back in the middle of the season. You know, you Ward, know, you know, we don't get that much individual reps. You know, all our all our reps and all our technique work is done in the offseason. Obviously, we get some of it done, but most of our stuff, you know, it's, I mean – you only get, like, maybe 15 minutes where maybe in the offseason, you work an hour, 30 minutes on individual. Yeah, everything's just a little refresher and getting into the concept and game, the game schemes, you know. Um, you have to do that work on your own. So he missed a significant amount of time of getting better. And actually, for a person who's flipping to the left side, he didn't have those reps that he needed, you know, to get natural at that left tackle. So, you know, with this offseason, he could make the flip, but I'm like – But Borum looked good at the left tackle. I mean, he had the feet. Now, with Borum, I would want him to change. He's one of those guys who they're going to have in there trying to change his body type. He kind of reminds me, you know, he kind of got like the little wide, you know, midsection. You got to come down on that. You got, you know, Rusty Jones' protege, who Rusty Jones was there when I was there, who came in um, with Lovey's second year, um, was – uh, he was a big component of weight loss. Obviously, we all know that. Hopefully, Borm slims down. If Borm could slim down, get a little more muscle on him, he can be the prototypical left tackle. I really believe that. Really? Yeah. yeah. If he changes his body type, okay. He has the feet. The feet are naturally there, but he can do whatever. Borm is a guy who has the feet, the size. He can easily pop in the guard like we talked about. That's an yeah. easy move for him. But at, at tackle, I think he has the feet. You know what I mean. But I need him to change his body type. Need him to get stronger. That's one thing about those two is their bodies look kind of soft. They still look very college body type. So hopefully they're they're getting stronger, and we'll see a new type of body out of them when when the time you know they have no they they're training for the combine last year. Now they have to try and to be a pro, you know what I mean? So hopefully we get to see that type of work out of them or that transformation because you go through a big transformation from your rookie year to your second year because now you're
3: focusing on just being an NFL player.
0: So
3: so how of that 333, 6'5", 333, what would you think he's best at? Probably like 317, 320-ish? Yeah,
7: 320. You don't know I need mean? you don't have to get anorexic but you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know 3 I want to be fair for Hell the Way is man as a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> Jesus up in the steam room, like uh, Jumping jacks before you nah, come man. on real quick. I forgot about I forgot about uh, weigh-ins. Them old oh used to be sweating. <laughs> yeah, you guys sitting around there doing it. Yeah, this is Those uh Wednesday's used to be all nice and easy for y'all. I look at it, I'm like these guys just got it so easy, man. I'm over here like man, I'm not gonna be able to eat tonight. Um, Wait, see
4: what was what was the penalty again? Was that was it five dollars a pound over a ten? What was it? It was something. Uh, it was, no. It was like hold on. It was
7: like what? <laughs> it? it was like. It was like 200 dollars 300 dollars oh, yeah. a pound. Yeah. It was like 200 dollars a pound. Yeah, man. A pound. I'm over, sorry, man. I forgot, but I
4: remember I, I was like, it's something ridiculous.
7: Well, you never had to deal with it. See that yeah. you see the man didn't know. He said five dollars. This wow. guy never was overweight in his life. Yeah. You yeah. didn't have to He's worry about, about
2: that. overweight this so It was three hundred dollars
7: a pound, boy, and that thing come off yeah. your check. Boy, you'd be like, I don't care yeah. how much money you make. I forgot
4: about that. It was because all of, it'd be D linemen, O Lamin, they'd be in the steam Keith
7: Trailer, me and Keith Trailer sitting up in there. Just, we'll be in there, we'll be in
4: the lunchroom
2: eating. They'll be oh so, <laughs>
6: hang on a minute. So yeah, yeah.
7: yeah.
2: Do you know what Keith Trailer's weight was supposed to be? I don't know. That's man. a great question,
0: man. <laughs> it was so great, but, I want to know so awesome. what his set weight
3: was
4: supposed to be, man, because <laughs> I, I couldn't mean, imagine like, him hitting it. Like he probably couldn't be over like 340. Oh, yeah. Something ridiculous. Like keep okay. I mean uh no big tail Washington was at 340 350 easily. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, little no Yeah, man. They were like big boys, <laughs> but they were kind of they probably was a little lenient. Like, come on. Let me hey,
7: we, let me tell you.
4: Game, we know how the game worked. Those guys probably got little. They be like, oh, it's okay. But the young guys, they, if you didn't have no name, they was on you hard.
7: If you if you had a nice – if you had a good rapport with the strength coach, right. you threw them a couple bucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, when I got to New York, the Giants, you know, I was over there. You know, I get there. I'm trying to, like, do my routine from the Bears, the steam room. And then <laughs> Bob Whitfield came up to me. He's like, man, what you stressing about? We about to go out to eat so like, we well, Go out to eat. He's like, man, just go talk to such and such. He was like this uh, assistant strength coach. He ran the, the weigh-ins. Like, man, throw him a couple bucks, man. You good. I was like, I started doing that. I never had a stress with the Giants, you know what I mean? So, you're right. Uh, you're right. you know, so right? I'm sure. You're,
4: was, you're right. I remember now because yeah. guys used to not even get a check in training camp sometimes. Oh, yeah. They'd be gone because they was overweight. Like, yeah. f- being five pounds overweight was crucial.
3: <laughs> no,
7: yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Yeah, that's your training camp,
7: yeah, your training camp uh wow. paycheck was a lot different than your get. you know, your like, in season paycheck was so. like
4: 1200 a week or something like
7: that. Yeah, it wasn't that much. Yeah, it it like you, you know, a week. it's they'll be surprising, you know, most of your you know, you yeah. you get those off season um, you know, uh, incentives oh, and stuff like that. Exactly. That will be your little off season bonuses, okay. but yeah, I, training I, forgot, camp, about you, Wade. I forgot about weigh-in. God, yeah. God, he, that said, said he
3: was it. three. 340. I bet you Ted Washington was all every bit of 375, 380.
7: Oh, yeah. I think... Hey, I'll be honest, man. Know, I was near
3: no 340. Hey, no way.
7: Hey, I, I tell you, man, I was a big... I was always one of the biggest linemen for the Bears when I came. and You know, except when Aaron Gibson was there. Oh, I, no, I remember no, I had to... No. I had to fuck. I had to come off on an a technique with Olin, and I had to block Ted. I, I mean, I swear, my back was just like I felt like I was like, oh my! It was an unmovable object, man. That had just, to be. He was three seventy, man. Oh uh, yeah, he's three seventy. It might have been listening. That's why these guys were running free all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like and Warwick and Rosie was just flying around back in those days, man. Oh, man.
2: They, you had a pull. Yeah. Wow. Damn. That's that's
4: something, man. That's I something. About the way it Dang, see, every time these stories, that's what I, I always try to tell these guys, like, it's a different world, a different world yeah. than what them fans be thinking.
7: <laughs> yeah, man, it's a, it's, a, it's
4: such a, I, you know, you hear some stories, uh,
7: you watch TV, man, it's it's so much stuff people are missing, you know what I mean, because right. they want to be so safe on TV, like, it's, it's a lot in any way. What did I say, 380, 80.
3: didn't I say 375, yeah. 380? Yeah. No, yeah.
4: He was a big boy now.
7: <laughs> yeah. You can tell
3: me that man, when he's a mountain.
7: Yeah, he was a mountain of a man, dude. Big Ted Washington, and he just my back
2: just, just hurts hearing you talk about <laughs> blocking him.
3: Oh my god, inside,
7: inside, inside, run. You know, we had inside run. That was worst, man. You know, I was like, oh man, because they just knew to run. It was run period. It was, it was like, oh my god, I gotta. You do go
2: this. to drive that guy, and it's just, <laughs> you
7: know, now, <laughs> now, now you're a team. You know they don't know if it's Ooh. a run or a pass, like you know, but inside run and we just run. I'm like, god Lee, what's the purpose? Like what to break my back, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Pretty
4: much made a living. That's how I made a living behind them guys. Yeah, yeah, man. Y'all, <laughs> y'all boys got
2: it. Stay behind them the whole time. Yep. why you yeah. always appreciate
3: if you your them linemen. Those, man. You can you win.
2: Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You win
7: hundred. Steve, you was about what like 315,
3: time. 320 yourself, was not you? I was like, uh, I came in the league,
7: I think I was like 3.30, and then like the most I, they had was like I think 3.40. But then Lovey and them came in with the weight loss, I went back to 3. So it was always in the 3.30, 3.40 room. Okay. okay. Uh, when I was with the, the Dick Jerome regime, I was like 3.35, 3. You know, they didn't mind a big body. You know what I mean? I came from Philly. They didn't mind a big body, big strong guys. It was like more – Scheme, you know, but then when Lovey you know came in, it wasn't it wasn't necessary that we were running inside outside zone. It was just they just wanted lighter bodies, that the body types they wanted to change, and that's what you see. It's basically this is like Lovey 2.0, like like this the whole the the cover two scheme, uh, the losing of the body fat, and you know players change their you know. You know the way they look in you know and and, and it might be the necessary means that the bears need to go to when you're trying to change things like okay all right we're coming in like everybody needs to lose weight all right let's let's let's, let's get more athletic you guys we can't do you can't do the same thing over again so you know it's not a bad thing to come in and hey guys let's get in some tip-top shape let's get guys cut up let's get the body percentage down um, I always talk about the egg. I think everybody doesn't know too much about the egg or work. Did you ever – because when you left, I think oh, yeah. the egg came in after it. you yeah. left. I, but I know it was at the organizations. You get inside this dang egg, um, <laughs> and it was – that was worse than weighing in. Because actually, you had to weigh in on that sometimes, and it was mm-hmm. get the precise weight. Like sometimes you yeah. get on those scales, you could do the like, – you know, I did some like flotation device techniques to try to, you know, like put weight, you know, shift my weight some way. But you get on that weight scale because you, that thing would get to the T what your weight was. So I was like, no, because Russ, Russ Jones would be like, hey, Steve, let's go get in the egg. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> want to see my body fat is man you already yeah. know man i ain't i ain't peanut i ain't got two percent like yeah, what you need to know but that's that's what they're on um <laughs> that's i think we're gonna it's gonna be very interesting i know it's not too much excitement as far as off season moves with the bears mm-hmm. and i think everybody's just like i said well guys the uh, only thing i'm concerned is that the weapons that they presented um Justin Fields, not getting him enough, but at the same time, it will be interesting. Uh-oh. No, no, no,
3: oh, talk oh, about it, We're going to get JB started. Yeah, talk about it. Talk about it. You done it, it now. <laughs> yeah, for real. Here we go. You done it now, Steve. Steve I'm right here with you. <laughs> yeah. They, 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 how you say his name? Aquanimity St. Brown? I'm Ecuador. Like, that's what I call yeah, it. Yeah, come on, man. You YouTube, got it. You got
7: it. You gotta get this guy something, you know. besides Moody, I'm like, okay, they're gonna get somebody, Juju Smith-Schuster on a one year deal or something. Get us through the nice one year deal to prove yeah, it, you Steve know. what I
2: mean, Steve. Steve. here we Steve. go. He Steve. one
4: of them guys, ain't he? I, one
2: I know he is. And Warwick, <laughs> mean you mean you gotta give him the red pill, man, Steve. What makes you think that Juju Smith Schuster is going to want to come play for a rebuilding Chicago? I know, I know, I know he he did. exactly. Exactly. let exactly. be for real. We, we, we talk real but over here. be stadium. honest, man. Like, yeah,
5: I'll I, I I
7: mean, be, I'll be, I'll I be honest. Yeah. Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Come on. I mean, that's, that's going to, that's going to give you the money that you want. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. You got, yeah, obviously, but you know. I would have liked somebody, you know what I mean? Somebody like Zeke. Yeah, about Zay Jones all the time,
3: and Devontae Parker with the Patriots.
7: Yeah, yeah. So you know, oh, you know, I, I'm going to I'm a real bad. I just wanted you know to see them give him something. But we in a, we, you know, I just want them. You know, if there's anything you're going to do, let's make sure we protect the kid with some O line. All right, we might not have nobody to throw to, but let's protect them this this draft. Let's get this thing in the right. And then we know we got some running backs. We know, you know, we're going to have it. Right if here. we can get in this draft and sure up that offensive line, um, at least we can keep the kids safe and build that for the future. And then we're going to have plenty of money to spend in the coming year. Um, and I know that's where we headed. You know, I think they're doing the thing right. It's just, you know, it just sucked, you know, they they, but they got to correct a lot of mistakes that have been happening in the last year. So you got to realize that's not going to
2: happen overnight.
7: I am realistic of that.
6: Yeah.
3: So, so
2: if you have to, if, if you get one guy at 39, doesn't have to be linemen, who's the guy that you want them at 39? Oh man, it, it point just uh, high sh- in particular, or
3: is, is uh, um, I I'm a here, group I like JV's like,
7: like, <laughs> like me, pick me. <laughs> Come on, um, in the receiver group. Uh, I keep I keep hearing, where's this kid? You guys know better than me, the kid from Cincinnati. Where's he
2: projected? The
7: uh, um, Pierce, Alan Pierce, yeah. Pierce.
2: where's he supposed we to be? We had one of our guys uh send it. I've heard.
3: I've heard mid to late second, early third.
2: I've heard third basically is what I hear the most, but I, I haven't even got to watch a whole lot of film and have my scouting report. That's yeah, what I'm doing we this week. Yeah. yeah. Next week is why oh, y'all, gonna, y'all week. are gonna hate me next week. So I'm the more that I see this kid though, man, the more I like of him. I I like the way he speaks on things. He's fast, he gets open. He gets yeah. open all the time. He's a verbal leader. He was. A, he's a great teammate. Supposedly, everybody on that team. I don't think you can go wrong from anybody from Cincinnati. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. everyone I've watched from Cincinnati from this year has been blockbuster hit. I wouldn't be mad with any of them, honestly. Yeah. But. And, then
7: those, and those are the kind of guys you want on the team to build a team. Guys came from a good program. Obviously, they ran into the juggernaut, which is Alabama, but you got to give them credit for getting there on the they type of season they, they, they had. Yeah. They held their own. It wasn't a blowout. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they just couldn't yeah. get it more. You know, um, uh, I just – I would like to see – Best offensive lineman, best receiver combo in that second round. Lineman, offensive lineman, receiver. That's and wherever which one comes first, I guess that's what I'm saying. And wherever their board says, I don't know where my board. I don't have a damn board. Wherever their board <laughs> says, I'm gonna. If, that, if they got the receiver that they want, is that the first, second, and then they get that lineman, then I'll be happy, and then let's follow them so on and so forth after yeah. that. But I think That's we need to I get like, the best yeah. value in that second round in those two positions. And that will help Justin Fields uh for the lack of offseason and obviously building for the future. And then after that, man, let's let's go get some other, let's go get us some other, you know, um, you know, uh, franchise you know core type of guys to start
4: let's start mm. drafting you can, say, Steve, you can say we need some defense i know see the yeah, we, need, guys oh, don't oh, we need linebackers we, we
7: need <laughs> we some need more linebackers, linebackers. We we
3: we need another linebacker yeah. but, you know yeah yeah we need we see, need let a let sam me, linebacker, me, linebacker yeah let me hit you on a little bit of just just a just a taste because we're gonna dig really deep into <laughs> this next week but when you get an Alex Pierce you're kind of getting like an upgraded Cooper Cup right Ooh. he's a six foot three guy he runs a Ooh, 4-4. Bigger. He's got a 40-inch vertical. Let that sink in. So that 50-50 ball, that becomes part of your game plan now. Yeah. 40-inch vertical.
2: I like his route running from what I've seen. got see great it. route running. Like, I and, love his route
3: running. And sure. here's a little tidbit for y'all to get to know. He's from here. He's from Glen oh, Yeah,
0: he
7: is. Oh. Wow. I didn't know like, that. He's, yeah. He
3: was in our backyard, and we probably didn't even know it. Yeah.
7: yeah.
3: But the reason why I say no, because – See, I don't trust that damn Bill Belichick. guy might God be there, Christ. Belichick all over that guy. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, because Matt that Jones needs some weapons. That is that kind of Wes yeah. Welker type ish guy yeah, that but he can put him in the side. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
3: that's why I said, like, as much as I would love him if he's there at 39 or 48, I don't think he's gonna be there. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah, it. I get it.
7: Yeah, let's, yeah, let's. Like, yeah, let's I, I think we're in great position. I think, um. You know, getting that second uh that second uh second round pick was a big for what the lack of will we had. Mm-hmm. Um I think we're just in a new we're in a new era, man. The Bears have to, you know, do what they have to do with this draft, trying to get the best players they could get. Um obviously we get our full allotment of draft picks and let's start adding. Like we've never been an organization that you know acquires picks. We always give them away. Let's we let's start acquiring yeah. picks. Let's start because you know, I mean, it it, ha- it hasn't been that way since like Warwick and those guys, man. Where they actually drafted guys, and and it, and, it, and it makes sense that we had success that in would those be years.
3: Jerry Angelo, yeah, right? yeah
7: Jerry Angelo. Um, Jerry he actually Angelo, we had accountants, yeah, and then yeah, and then slowly at the end of Jer- Jerry Angelo's tenure, he he started making some suspect decisions. But like early on, he was he was getting those building block guys. You know what I mean? So yeah, you know, you got. to
3: – I might be wrong on this, but the only questionable one I remember for him, wasn't it Shea McClellan?
7: That was that was uh no 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 that was uh
2: like that one.
7: That was Emery. Was that Emery's first pick? Yes, that was Emery, yes. That was Emery's first pick.
3: Yes, first ever pick. Okay, right. Angelo brought in uh Matter
7: of fact, Angelo brought in all them boys. He brought in a lot man, of everything. Angelo, Angelo brought in Briggs. He brought in Peanut. He brought in uh Tommy Thomas he Harris, uh, Tommy Harris, hey, Metcalf. uh I mean, he 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 got
3: some Mark money. Man, was man. was Angelo your GM? No. Yeah. No. Angelo no, came. It, but,
4: I, the guy, the guy that uh, drafted me was Mike Hadley. He went to the uh Bay yeah. Packers that same year. So Angelo was not draft class. But he was Cause, came cause, with, before he got Angelo. No they
3: didn't have a acting GM like yeah. on the.
4: I want to say the guy that drafted me when I remember the GM was a guy named uh, Mike Hatley. Did yeah, you know? I remember that's who he drafted you. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he passed, He he later died. He passed away. Oh, okay. But he went to the Packers my same year, so he drafted us and, and got a job at the and Packers. Got
3: you.
4: And then Angelo came did in. That. Angelo came in, and that's why I was always like he didn't draft me and Rose yeah. and us. So, but he drafted Lack, so that's yeah. why. From lack on, I have to say, Angelo did. Now, I gave him credit on that. He drafted some people that actually came in and
2: A-Train.
3: I think he was I, – oh, I, look, I ain't got no problem with Angelo.
2: Yeah, I Angelo – he, he, he also so drafted, late. like, David Terrell and some of those David, guys. David Dude, Terrell – actually, David let's Terrell – not give him all the great. roses. He could have been a good on, receiver. He, on didn't Diaz, yeah, he drafted some great guys, but on right. offense – He, of he, he
0: could have
4: been a great receiver. He just – it was the mental part, which I was yeah. saying, Steve – but I was saying earlier, like, a lot of time with young guys and players, the game, we all want – if you can make it to the NFL, you have the talent to make it. Yeah. But it, but it comes to a lot of – it's the mental part that the players miss, especially young guys. They can't adjust to the mental, the studying, the not running
2: the streets, the – Taking care of your body, like make- not getting in Lamborghinis and driving around burning <laughs> out, right, Warwick? Yeah. <laughs> right, nerd <laughs> yeah, like on you.
4: The, that's <laughs> the part that makes a lot of like young guys yeah. they really understand what it is. Yeah, if, if you're serious, like yeah, if you get. Hey,
3: I hate to say this. Did Hatley dra- uh, draft uh, Cade Manel? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, he so, uh, got <laughs>
2: It's like a bad
3: one. He got, but he gave us Marcus work. Robinson. But yeah. I was, cause I was thinking like that's like ninety seven, right? No, 98, right? He's always I got, got, a got a
2: picture for everything. Stacking. I swear, oh, he was bro. eight. <laughs> I love
3: that. <laughs> that's that's definitely
2: captain,
3: that,
0: that,
2: captain, that, that, yeah.
4: Yeah. Yes. I
2: got all I'm on a have photo something. for every topic we have, I
0: think.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah,
4: amazing, awesome. man.
0: Yeah, yeah we have a you, now, So yeah, that was yeah,
7: let right. me tell you, let me tell you something. That 43 at linebacker, no, that number 43, that's a raw number for a linebacker. I remember that all of a sudden, like back in the day, back then, you see this 43 started popping up at linebackers. Right, right. Like that's Nebraska right. had uh Farley this Farley. dude Farley yeah I he was 43 yeah. oh yeah he was he oh yeah you talk about a guy who had off the field problems would have made it to the league oh that dude because I loved Nebraska back in the day but uh that was a little 42 my husband, was 42. Yeah. My husband yeah. number was 42 so
4: yeah i was a 42 43 type of player and then I got to the Bears I was 53 yeah. but now yeah. not yeah. the, the players could get the where nah, they could do whatever so if, I would've loved to play now, nah, you know oh, yeah.
2: 43 out there. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve, if if you could pick any number now, what number would you pick? I <laughs> oh, <man.
4: laughs> want a little small number, big No,
7: nah, man. I I, I, was, I I would be like, you know, grade school, I was like 99, man. Oh, but 99. It, it, that that looks nasty. I was D lineman was- and stuff. That would have looked nasty. Um yeah. You know, when I came in, you know I, you know, I always was rocking the 74 throughout, you know, high school and college. And then I got to the league, it was just like, oh, he had 74. Uh Robo, uh, uh Robo had my my yeah. number, so he was a veteran. Right. I took the – I was just happy to be there. I was like, yeah, 74, <laughs> cool, man. I rock it, hey, you know, What man? was your number at UCF, Steve?
3: 74.
7: I was number 74. Okay, it was still 74. And then at Mark Carmel, I was 74. So, yeah, that was my – that's where, you know, that's what I wanted. But actually, um, later on, I, I played in the UFL, the United Football League, and I able, mm. I was able to get 74. And I was like, ugh, you know, because I got used to 79. I was like, yeah. 79, is the, that's my joint now, you know. Yeah, I, looked at 74. Yeah. I looked at 74 with some disdain. I'm like, nah, I don't even like it anymore. But, uh, you know, players are funny. We all funny, yeah. man. You, you'll you be surprised at the stuff that we 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 encounter in the locker rooms and how you are and your little you know your little uh, rituals. I used to be crazy about that stuff, like putting this one left sock on before my right.
0: And
7: <laughs> hey, you know where you know you, you 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 know especially for like an away game, if something wasn't in your bag that you, I'll be like, where's it at? Like it'll be like yep. I was you know you you had to be careful with that stuff. You get psychological there.
4: You can mess yourself up, man. So he right, he right about that. What you ate? Your yeah. pre-game drink? I remember that used to be a big thing, boy. On the secret formulas. Yeah, this is before they tested everything.
3: Yeah, Boys oh, no. and
4: stuff, stuff that be bubbling in the bottle.
7: <laughs> so, hey, Warwick, you <laughs> was there? <laughs> huh? Work? Were you? Were you there when we had to open in the opening of Soldier Field? Yes, the reopening of Soldier Field. Yeah. So we played. We played two years together. I came in. Yeah. Part of rookie year, and in my okay. second year, I started because Rex Rex Tucker got hurt. Yeah. So we we oh, on that. He was from, wow. A&M. He was from A&M. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Rex got hurt, and they moved me to guard. That's because yeah. yeah. they came to me like, "Hey, uh, you're gonna play guard." Right before the San Francisco game that year, I say, "What? I gotta go get Brian Young?" Like oh, I was man. like, and God. and Olin was oh, just man. like. Yeah, ones like, dude, just come off the ball. Just come rocking off the ball. That's all you got to concern yourself out. And then he just directed me. But, um, you know, it's it's one of those things, man. The NFL is just, uh, you know, you never know when your opportunity is going to come. And so so for these young guys coming in, man, they just got to take advantage of the opportunity and be versatile, be open. You know what I mean? I just – and uh, I hope we just get a good group that can uh, – Help choice. That's where it starts up front. And um that's why I need I think with this deep of a draft, I hope that we capitalize on that and you know start getting some really good young talent that could transform. And, and the most important that we got to protect number one. We gotta give yeah. him a shot. And then next year, let's get him some weapons. Let's spend right. that money and let's bring 120 you know, million dollars there. right yeah. now. Yeah. For the agency, I need you it. to
3: call your boy Terrence. Terrence Metcalf. Okay. Tell him DK need to come here. We'll all come to the crib. We'll sit. Our barbecue. Whatever we got
2: to do. I'll buy a keg for that. I'll buy
3: a keg. Oh, uh, he'll be
7: perfect, Chicago. He'll be. He oh, would be perfect for here. Like he just. He
3: know? Think about he it. He
7: would be perfect. I never thought about DK coming here.
3: Come on. Hey, that's Steve, that's what, about. that's what I'm here for. That's
7: what I'm here he, for. Is he a free agent? The first thing is first because, like, <laughs> I don't want to give any more drag capital he away. I just, remember,
3: next year, he yeah. was a second-round pick. He didn't get the fifth-year option. So, oh. next year, he's got free. And right now, Pete Carroll, if you ain't giving the house for him, I'm like this.
7: But I'll just wait. But we always Boy, got that franchise tag that's looming. So You don't gotta, have to sign it. You don't have yeah. to
3: sign it. And the little conversation yeah. they get to get that guy here, yeah, I would come take on, that
4: man, the yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, awesome. Awesome. That does. that's why I say this year will be important for next year. How we, yeah. how we come out, what we, what product the head coach show that we're gonna mm-hmm. put out on the field. Yeah. That's yeah. gonna have free agents like, oh, okay, the Bears got something going on. Oh, I like their style of play. I like how they play offense. Then, okay, now they they give me the right money. I'm coming. So that's why I they got say- plenty
3: of it. They and right. they're just gonna get a little bit more.
2: And yeah. if they trade Robert Quinn, Quinn <laughs> they're gonna get some more money. Hey, 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 then they'll hey, have like hundred forty million dollars
7: free. Hey, this this is my plan for Robert Quinn now. Let him get oh, in there. See. Let's let's just root them. Let's yeah. root them all. Let's hope that he gets off to a fast start, get some sacks, and let's trade him and get yeah, some more just, had, just, had, just like Von it.
2: Miller did, man. Just like yeah. Von Miller in the ring. Yeah, let, yeah, let, let him get, let him get let him get out. Back yeah. yeah.
7: Yeah, let him get
2: let Same him get age. up to a hot start. Yeah,
7: hot start. Somebody who's in the running, like, oh, we're we need another pass rusher. They'll be
2: willing to give Kansas it up. City, I'm loving I it. I think Kansas City's perfect. I'm ever. loving it.
3: But did you all see that the damn Rams is trying to get Stefan Gilmore and Tyron Matthew? Like, I don't know how they, they got over there. Like, we, we need to get that money the
2: finance guy. We need uh, to get look, that finance look, guy from them because that man's look. doing the damn thing. He's doing his job.
3: When you I'm look on paper you. in the media, the Rams <laughs> are financially strapped. But yeah. they said he make a I'm like, wait. well, Well, Tampa, Tampa did the same thing, yeah. too.
7: You remember when Tampa, Tampa won the Super Bowl the next year? They signed everybody. Like, I was like, all
3: 22 every starters every came back.
7: One. I'm like, who's their finance guy? Who's running the books hey, over
4: there? Because
3: hey, they're Robin doing a great Peter job. Pay
4: Paul is what they're doing. They're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. You know what? <laughs> just the down the to win one?
4: Yeah, no. Listen,
3: you can doing. put
2: void years on that contract, JB, yeah. and you can give them slim pick. Like we did that with Andy Dalton this year. You know, it was a $10 million year, but he only got $5 million of that. And then they had to kick the can void year on there so he could somehow get his other five. I don't know those numbers guys. Yeah. They make magic happen every day. I don't know what they do, but they're better at their job than all. Well, all I know is the Rams.
3: If they get those two guys, that's a cheat code. That's yeah. That's not even right. Yeah, I, I don't.
2: I don't. I don't. Yeah,
7: I don't know how they doing it, man. And they they load it, man. Just, well, we don't have to worry about it. We just you know they go they're gonna tax themselves out now. They, you know oh, all good yeah, things you're come to, to They're gonna yeah. have to play Aaron
3: Donald, and he's yeah, they're gonna better. have to.
7: They're they going to have to blow it. that thing up now. You know, that thing's going to come up and blow up in the next Look, year or two, but they're going at for they it. They got one. They right. got
3: they one. They might get one more in the next two years. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Because if you don't – I'm telling you right now, if you don't pay Aaron Donald at 30,
7: yeah, you stupid. <laughs> yeah. You got to. You, you got to pay that, man. The most dominant, like, I mean, when it's all said and done, he's going to put himself in the top five of all-time defensive uh, players. Ever. Ever.
2: Ever. 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 Maybe top three,
7: honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah top three, honestly. Yeah, yeah I, it, I ain't it, never seen anybody. It,
2: exactly. yeah. I, you know, he, you know, you only, put him in that category with like a Lawrence Taylor, yeah. you know, like those kind of guys that like Reggie White, like just I was guys. Say to change. Reggie
3: White, John Randall, guys that change the yeah. whole game. That's Ooh. the level
2: of
7: destruction this guy's doing, and you know, coming for <laughs> yeah. offensive yeah. lineman. I'm like just a like tackle spot, though. yeah.
2: Yeah, he's not even I, being secretive about it, what he's gonna do either. He's just yeah. doing it. Yeah,
7: yeah. I I I, 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 said, I said I tell people I watch film on him and I like, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm watching him, like, you know, I'm looking like how would I stop him? You know what I mean? Like you know, trying to
3: realistically, can you
7: like you watch the yeah, James yeah. Daniels team yeah, from a
2: couple yeah. years ago? He did a good job on him.
7: Uh, now, when you had one of the best offensive linemen in in, uh, mm-hmm. in all the sports, like all of football, I mean Harry Heastead, he really came up with a great game plan oh, in well, 2018. Yeah, they um, but long arms, great technique, but long arms is something that will probably you got to have good feet now. But long arms is something that could get him problems, you know what I mean? Um, that's one thing I possess. I'm not saying I could shut him down or do anything like that, but like I see where you can use your long arms to kind of get him, you know, off off of your body, because you definitely don't want him. But he's a great hand worker, man. He is uh these dudes practice with knives in the offseason. So, you know, he <laughs> that's what level. But I, you know, I, I did a lot of hand training. You know, we had a guy touch tunkling. Um Olin just recently talked about touch. You know, uh, we both, we both, uh, Olin's the guy who brought him in. He had a great relationship in. I I basically gathered his system for myself. I actually still teach uh, the touch-tunkling system um, because I was taught by him basically. Um, But, you know, hand fighting, hand replacement, quick hands, can battle, you know, but. You know, you'll rather have the hand battle with Aaron Donald when you got longer arms than him. <laughs> oh, that's why James Daniel, you had seen him. But also they were able to use, you know, different uh, protection schemes. And Harry, he said it was one of the best. And that, that was complete garbage that, you know, and I, I this is my theory. Not that it was, there was
3: there's not there's not their guy. I yeah, not, well, this is what
7: happened. This is what happened. Harry, he says, saw the bull crap that they were doing. It wasn't mm-hmm. football. It wasn't right. Harry, he said, it's going to say his piece. Um, he didn't agree with what they were doing because it didn't make any sense. And uh, Nagy basically forced them on out of there, like – you got rid of one of the best offensive line coaches in the game because he basically was call it He's probably calling your shit bullshit. You know, what I mean, that's what he yep. was probably calling. Like, what is this we're running? What are we doing? He was probably challenging him at every level of what the game scheme was gonna be. And now he being the, the you know, the uh, the prideful, you know, uh, you know, uh arrogant, yeah, smartest guy in the room, yeah, yeah. In the room stubborn. Um, um, got rid of the best offensive line coach who Notre Dame scooped up again. I mean, everybody yeah. else sure was knocking on his door, like, hey, can you come? You know, so, um, yeah, but you need guys like that. So we'll see with this old line coach from Pittsburgh. I don't know too much about him, but, um, you know, you have I, one I, of the I, best I've done
3: solid things, but I'm not, like, I'm not
2: going to grade him on the personnel he had because yeah. that Steelers offensive line. Yeah, but he, line he lost Wonka, Wan- Wan-
3: St- not Wonka Wan- Wan- Steel, um, that's the coach. He lost. Bill waiver. he has yeah. Some injuries. Oh, yeah,
7: yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he he lost pounds. He retired. I mean, I they, 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 you know that that, that that Pittsburgh team lost people, and they were older. They weren't that good. Pittsburgh defense, the line yeah. that they had in the past. So mm-hmm. yeah, we can't we can't judge them on that. But you know, we'll see.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Steve, we don't want to keep you all night, man, because uh-huh. I want you to come back sometime. <laughs> but
7: well, Dude, well we next time. One,
3: man.
2: Hey, I can't leave the kids at the park district. A guy, my
7: guy didn't come to, come to work today. And I was like, you know, I was like planning on getting out of there at 7.30, you know, and, you know, you know, seven o'clock, I mean, and getting, in the, you know, here there on 7.30, but I can't right. leave the kid. Yeah. Little, yeah. But, yeah, nice next time we're going to make sure we're on time.
2: <laughs> we will definitely have you back, man. And thank you again for coming.
7: I nice see you, big
2: stage.
4: All right, we will have you back all sometime.
2: Right, all right, man. Definitely, man. All right, man. See y'all. All All right, Steve. Man, great, great guy as (laughs) usual. And that's why I wanted to bring him in for Offensive Line Week because the man knows the line better than any of us ever will think about knowing it, guys. And, I mean, he was spot on. He was spot on about everything, especially the guy he wants in the draft. He picked the perfect guy. (laughs) Of course, my guy, Tyler Smith from Tulsa, guys. I loved it. Great, great stuff, guys. But we're going to take a quick break and we are going to hear from, if I can ever find it, John (laughs) Darren.
5: Hi, I'm Jonathan Darren, licensed real estate broker with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group in Homer Glen. Are you looking to buy or sell? Have you been disappointed in the past? The Jonathan Darren team with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group focuses on providing you with a concierge level of service during the process of buying or selling. We are a service oriented team with a fresh and professional approach to selling real estate. Our goal is to combine knowledge, skills, and passion to exceed our clients' expectations, and most of all, we truly care. We are a knowledgeable real estate team focused on offering expertise and innovative solutions for our clients. The Jonathan Darren team has five full-service real estate brokers and a dedicated full-time marketer servicing all of Chicagoland. We will customize a detailed plan around your timeline for a sale, purchase, investment, estate, or other needs. Real estate transactions can be stressful, but don't need to be. Let us handle it for you. Visit our website, homesbyjdt.com, or call 708-308-308. 1938 today expect better in real estate choose the jonathan darren team
2: and that was a word from our sponsor the john darren team out in homer Glen, guys it's warming up in illinois if you're from texas and you're looking for a home in the (laughs) chicagoland area make sure to get (laughs) old make sure to get old my guy john darren he knows what he's doing he's the best at what he does he wants to make you comfortable and make you feel good about buying a home around here, guys. So if you have any information on them at all, make sure to go to homesbyjdt.com, guys. So now, I got a question for you.
3: This is What Are You Watching? Brought to you by the Chicago Clubhouse
5: and the 1252 Sports Chicago Network.
2: And this is what are you watching? Brought to you by the John Darren team. Our buddy, our our new friend here, Mister Terry Munt says that he's gonna stay in Texas. You know what? There's some nice summer homes here. You could, you could definitely just come here for the summer, hang out a little what bit. What part with of your Texas? I wonder. What part of that's, Texas? That's a good question. We've actually got a couple new guys tonight, actually, which I want to give some real fast shout outs just before we get to what are you watching here. We had another one in here. Our buddy here, Mr. Jeremy Fourier said that it's his first time on the show and he loved hearing big Steve talk and he missed Warwick next to 54. Well then, Mr. Jeremy, you could just go watch last week's show because Brian Erlacher was here next to Warwick Coleman along with Rosie Colvin. Make sure to go check that out. It was a great podcast guys. Hope, hopefully we could do it again one day. Make sure that you check that out. And, our buddy Terry here says that he lived in Crystal Lake and now he's in DFW Dallas-, Dallas Fort Worth. Yeah. So awesome. So what are you guys watching?
4: Uh okay. So you know I'm
2: I'm I'm always, always going to
4: say Moon Knight. It's all giddy in this segment. Yeah, I, love I, it. I was like talking about this. Uh I'm watching Moon Knight, but the thing I'm going to say is what I watched what was pretty good was this weekend I watched the UFC fight Oh my god, that was actually
2: some good fights.
4: Who wasn't
3: work? I'm so mad
2: I, I missed him. I, watched, I was gonna, I had it all planned out to watch him. I completely spaced it out. You, oh, I can say it. You don't care. you gonna, oh yeah, go go.
4: I watched Korean Zombie get demolished. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he got demolished. Uh, I was gonna pick him too. I'm glad I did. Yeah, he got demolished. I, make that I had just looked it up. Uh, the best fight I want to say was the third fight Gilbert Burns. That was yep. like a great fight. That was a.
2: He's a bad man.
4: That was a great fight, and then uh, another fight was the uh, Sterling fight. It was like the championship. It was like two championship fights. But I was actually surprised because I usually watch UFC, and I mean it gets it it gets gory and fighting, but these were like good fights. I think some women fight, fought, and that was even a good fight. Like some of the some women
2: fights are better than the men fights. Yeah. like honestly, I, I, like, I love the women fights. I have to
4: give a shout out this weekend because the UFC was very entertaining. So, so that's that's what my that's what I was watching.
2: I'm so mad because I had a plan. I was gonna watch that, and then I ran that's into cool. an old buddy uptown, and. That didn't happen. <laughs> I ended up staying out way too late. And I got mm-hmm. home and I was like, oh, I missed all the fights. Well, yeah, it was so some good well. fights. It was some good, yeah, it was a good I'm, UFC. I'm super mad about it. But you want to go first, JB, or you want me to go? <laughs>
3: I mean, if you want to go, go ahead.
2: It don't really matter. I mean, like for me and our buddy Terry yeah, Munt here again, he's watching Halo. I'm obviously watching Halo. They Martin introduced Halo they introduced Cortana and it's the same voice as the video game. So oh, is it? All is good in the world. Yes, the exact
3: episode same
2: person. No, you haven't heard her voice yet, then, have you? Because I don't think they... To be episode, three, then. episode 3 is, where they, is where they sh- they finally introduce Halo, or him, to her, and oh, it's okay. the same voice, and I'm like, thank you. My <laughs> heart is at ease. Like, a wave just came over me, like, I could just relax and just remember my childhood. <laughs> like, it was great. I love Halo. I love what they're doing with it. I can't wait to watch this next week's episode. I haven't watched it yet because, man, I've been stuck on Vikings. I am so stuck on Vikings. Well, you it's said not that even, too, My Vikings. God. Is that I, or... I'm already – no, it's the original first because oh, original. I've never watched any of them. So I started at the original, and I'm just going to – I'm just gonna move the train through. I'm on season four already. It's been like a week. How many like, seasons is it? It's six, six seasons of that one, and then there's a, okay. there's a, um, I think there's a Valhalla. and then there's another one too. Now there's like a newer one or something like that. I don't know. I haven't figured it all out yet, but I'm in love with it. Is Me it and gory? my girlfriend, is it cutting and gory, like the it's all oh, the it. above. All right, it's all the above. It, they don't, they don't mess around. <laughs> They are mean, mean, mean sons of bees. That's all I gotta say. Well, who's, the, they,
3: who's the head guy? Because I get a little
2: Ragnar. Ragnar. Oh yeah, my god, Ragnar. He's amazing. So we just finished season three, and they invaded Paris, mm-hmm. and he had some little sneakery, sneaky, sneak stuff going on in there, almost like Game of Thrones style stuff. And they're on their way back from Paris now. They raided Paris and stole a bunch of stuff, and. Now there's a whole new thing with his brother and the the princess of like Paris and they're like trying to marry him off and he's in love with her but she hates him. There's it's it's yeah. amazing. I it's love that like Game of Thrones. I it is exactly like Game of Thrones and that's what I love it. <laughs> and I don't care if anybody gets mad that I compare it to Game of Thrones. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> but that's what I'm going to do. That is exactly what I'm going to do. And Thank you, Terry, for saying that. Our buddy Joe Ryan jumped in. Spider-Man No Way Home. I watched that again a couple weeks ago just because it's that good. All right. But that's pretty much – I think that's it. Oh, and I watched – some of the new Walking Dead too. I'm trying to get caught up on the. I'm so, so lost
3: on that. Yeah. What yeah. season
2: is it? Like thirty. <laughs> right. So <laughs> is anybody like, still alive? <laughs> yeah, actually, um, they still have Maggie. They still have um the chick with the sword. She's like MIA, but she's uh, she's alive still. But like, she went off to do some stuff, okay. and there's there's quite a few still alive. Uh, Daryl's still alive. He should be um, old now, <laughs> right? Like, um, there's quite a few people that are that are still alive. Like, it's still interesting. Negan.
3: That's uh, like I really watching. Alive. Negan was a bad guy.
2: So Negan's actually a good guy now. And what? like one of the last episodes I watched was like it's like the second or third last one that's out, and they were like stuck in this warehouse, and Negan actually he actually confronts glenn's son the guy that he killed like way back in that famous scene whenever he lines them all up and he yeah so he has a scene with his kid now and he admits to him that he killed his dad and then little man pulls a piece out on him and he's like hey hold on (laughs) (laughs) like it's a whole thing about it like it was great i loved it absolutely loved it but Yellowstone, 1883, I haven't got back to that yet. I want to start watching that. I just haven't got to it yet. I watched the other entire Yellowstone series, loved it, absolutely loved it. But haven't got there yet. I just have some other stuff I'm watching. So, JB, it's on you.
3: Of course, I'm watching Moon Knight.
2: That's that's why – I popped up Chris's comment before you could even finish it because I knew you were gonna say Moon Knight. I'm waiting on Moon Knight. I am. I'm. I'm trying. I'm trying to wait. It, it looks really good though.
3: Work when I tell you, refreshingly different.
2: Yeah, I haven't watched the last one, so I'm waiting to
4: watch
3: that one. So episode three is out. Yeah, I haven't watched episode three yet. Obviously, I've watched it. I'm not gonna spoil it, but right. it takes it takes a twist, and I'm just like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it um, I'm 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 still going to put myself on the pike I have not seen Batman I just every time I get to see like Gil to King. go to the show to see it like it's like it's six at night or seven I'm gonna fall asleep man right. like I need it like can I get a 12 o'clock matinee I'm fresh eyed bushy like let me go watch it but I did see Morbius. I was going to ask you if you'd seen that yet. Uh, I, I, I watched Morbius, Morbius yesterday. Yeah? think about
2: it. Good? Oh, okay. I'm going to go watch all
3: right. that. All right. One, one of the few times I can say Sony got it right. Okay. Really? So okay. All that crap with Venom, That eh, <laughs> this was nothing like it. I was just like, You don't like Venom? Then not the second one. Uh, not the second one. No, the first, the first one was good. The second one, because that's not the real carnage. We'll talk later on. I get it. that.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, okay. that's not, okay. yeah. That's
3: not anywhere near carnage.
2: Yeah, and thank you, Chris Lens. This yeah. is what I was gonna bring up, JB. Well, we yeah. don't have to be losers for much longer because Batman comes out. I wanna say I thought it was longer than next. Week. I thought it was like twenty-fourth or something. But, it's coming out soon.
4: That's what I say. You might as well wait now. I mean, you're not gonna get the IMAX experience, but I
2: feel so bad about not going to see see Batman. I feel...
5: The who? Her? I'm
2: failing life right now, man. <laughs> I, I don't understand what's wrong with me, man. The
5: price is
1: wrong, bitch. <laughs> uh, I love I'm it! I definitely
2: love it. not on the right level that I need to be on with that <laughs> right now. I got to go see Batman. I was thinking about that today, JB. I was like, I wonder if I could just, just pick up one of these weekends and just Hey, JB, where are you at? And I'm just going to surprise you. Like, let's go to goddamn Batman right now. Look, critical, <laughs> like, Come like, on. let's not even talk about it. Let's just I'm go. I'm
3: on spring break. I went to the doctor, got my labs today, and I was like, oh, let me see Batman. I'm looking for a matinee. First show, 415. Not going to make it. No. Oh. Not, not going to make yeah. it. Yeah. I'm not going to drive 40 know. minutes to watch something. And then, you know, no.
2: Yeah. I'm but, probably just going to wait until it comes out on HBO Max and just watch it at home on my I TV. probably will, but,
3: like, if like, it's, it's not, not till like, May, like, Labor Day, like May 26th, no, I can't wait that long. No,
2: no. No, I I want to say it's, like, the 24th or 26th. I'm pretty sure. I'm not 100% that's, that's on long. that, that's but, but I know it's over a month away. No, it's – no, no, no. April – Oh, April? I thought you said May. Oh, no, no, bud. No, this month. Yeah, like, it's like, I want to say it's the 24th or 26th. I might be wrong, but probably just going to watch it at home because I'm failing life right now with that. Everyone's seen it but me. I'm so happy I've not had had any spoilers thrown at me. And then the only
3: other thing I'm watching, of course, is the NBA playoffs. For those, for C-Red Nation – my heart bleeds with y'all. Yeah, but we're not gonna beat. We're not. Be.
2: <laughs> I, I don't even know yes, You know it. Come
3: on, you know we're not. You know,
4: <laughs> I don't. I
2: don't. I
4: don't name, even know. You, saw how, the tim- you yeah. saw how the you uh, the Timberwolves.
3: We, us don't us. Patrick, <laughs> we don't have Patrick Beverly. Either. <laughs> yeah, he's so, a Chicago native, but he don't play for us. So,
2: did any of you laugh about? What was it? The girl at the Timberwolves game, she she tried to glue herself to the floor. What? Have what? you heard about this? No. Yeah. So apparently, <laughs> apparently during that game, there was a girl, you talking about the game
3: that just happened, the playing game.
2: Yes. Against the Clippers. Yes.
3: She blew herself to the floor. There, there no. was a girl,
2: or I want to say it was a girl, yeah, that literally, like, she jumped on the floor. She tried to glue herself to the floor. Before security could go and pick her up, there's a photo of, like, this girl, like, on the court, on the floor, and there's, like, a bunch of people around her, but, like, they're not being rough with her because it's a girl, obviously, and they're, like, trying to be nice about it, but she apparently tried to glue herself to the floor, before they going, could get over there and pick her up. That's a, new level, that's a new level of drunk that I need to figure out. I don't know what level that is, but I, I need to find out what makes you do that because what type of glue she thinks she got. Like just slam it on there real quick. But I, I have to call
3: like, bull because no, that's true. If she had the glue in her pocket, she was planning this. Yeah. Yeah. So drunk or not, she was going to do
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> glue up. Like, if glue.
3: Hey, what? if I come to see you and I got a bottle of Gorilla glue in my pocket, you like, JG, what is that? And I tell you, exactly. don't worry about it.
4: Exactly. I'm be like, nah, bro. <laughs> give,
3: give me that. Give I'm,
4: me not me that. I'm not in on it. I don't know what you're going to do. But don't put me in on this.
2: <laughs> Hold on. Hold glue on us up minute. to the floor. I will I will. That's prove. like, the,
3: remember the girl? Did you read about the girl that put the gorilla glue in her hair? Yeah. And
0: like, said oh. she got
2: something
4: else. Like, yeah. That's <laughs> even worse. That's then, then got like, to be the worst.
3: i like, what do you call it?
4: She actually got money for that, though, from GoFundMe.
0: GoFundMe.
4: Yeah. That, wait a minute. Like, GoFundMe will,
2: will give you some money. You just got to put out a story. Which, like, honestly, to me is.
3: Oh, he said <laughs> next week.
2: Next week, yeah. Oh, okay. I'll okay. Okay.
3: be a slacker. I'll be a slacker.
2: Yeah, I am. I am. But so so I have a photo for you of this girl. I'm not lying to you. She's literally... <laughs> there are even worse photos. Uh, this chick looks hammered than some of the other photos I found. That's, yeah, that's Pat Beverly right there. Yep. And he... I don't know if like he's trying to help her, like exactly what's going on here. I didn't really read up a lot of it but <laughs> I heard about it on the radio and I was like, there is no way. I went and I'm like, this is real. Someone actually tried to do this stuff, but
3: What what is wrong?
2: Alcohol, man. Yeah, that's got to be alcohol. We're well, drinking alcohol,
3: alcohol and we're not gluing each other that's to the because screen. because we haven't
2: had enough alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, how much alcohol does it take to make you want to glue yourself to the floor? That's what I need to figure Damn. out. Like, I don't have enough peach crown in this bottle. To make myself <laughs> oh, no. want to go stick to the floor. Of no a win to game. Say win. And then I'm not mouthing off to Patrick Beverly Cause that kid's from Chicago, and he will smack me in the face if I mouth <laughs> off to him the wrong way. He's a dog. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not messing with him. And you're not gonna get the same treatment. They're gonna yank your hand off
5: the. Yep.
3: <laughs> well, well, I was gonna <laughs> say, like, my skin
5: off. My the first up. thing
3: is this: <laughs> she left her seat to come to the court. Isn't that automatic jail time?
2: Yeah. Probably. Apparently, according according to Terry here, he said that her <laughs> handplant handprint was still on the wood. I believe it. I do like too. That super
3: glue don't take no time. It's like it's Definitely easy. Done.
2: But gosh, like wouldn't that, ugh. like
3: Ward, if, if a fan jumped onto the football field, because remember that used to happen pretty frequently in the 90s. Um, yeah, they don't do it no more as much. Naked or whatever. <laughs> Early 2000. Y'all would lay them out for security, and they would go to the jail at the stadium. Yeah. I think if Diggs, I, didn't, didn't uh, Diggs do that? did. You know, uh, yeah. Last time somebody, he, like, tapped. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: remember that. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I'm a former player, like, if I'm a player, I am dying for somebody to do that because Ooh. you know how bad it is, Warwick, Whenever fans are just always on you, always Man. saying this, always saying that, you're like, I'm going to get my lick back on this one. I'm going to make this guy earn it right here. I'm going hey. I'm to I'm let him remember who I am today.
4: Yeah. And I know it was, a bad, it, was a, it was a bad situation, but that time when the uh, Pacers went in
3: at, at the, the oh, Pistons yeah. game. Detroit, yes. They were throwing beer and everything. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. But I There's understand. a documentary about that. <laughs> that is a great documentary.
2: <laughs> Have you ever I, seen I, that 30 for oh, 30? Yes. The palace a oh my god it's so I saw, good oh, I, saw, I love oh, oh, steven oh, jackson really. in that in that is the he's, he's jermaine the
3: man. o'neal too i was like
2: yeah but man like steven jackson just says some shit in there i laugh no so hard. he has zero chill yeah, i love that. No that dude that dude is one no of my cheer. favorite guys like i i want to listen to his podcast just because of of the way he talked on a 30 for 30 like he does not <laughs> care who you are, he's gonna say what he wants to say. I love that man, absolutely do so. So, that and I've only got one other thing I'm watching, only one, just obviously. <laughs>
3: who is that? <laughs> the Cubs. Who is that?
2: You know who this is, the Cubs. Oh, you don't know the Cubs anthem. Come on! How loud? <laughs> Is that
6: better? <laughs> Are you <a> White Sox?
2: <laughs> No, so so I am. I'm actually watching a little bit of both. I've been watching some White Sox. I've been watching some Cubs because I'm that I'm that fan that everybody yells at because I root for both. I tell and you to pick a side. I have no problem. What was what's for the both. cutoff?
4: I never understood what, what's the cutoff between a Cubs and a White Sox fan. Like what made you? Is it where you grew up or?
2: It depends on the person. I mean. The person. Yeah, like Southside people, obviously, they're more prone for the White Sox. Um, For me, for me being out of town. Okay. My entire family on my mom's side was all Sox fans, except my grandma was a Cubs fan. So Mm -hmm. I kind of gravitated towards her, but I always followed the White Sox because I grew up with. Robert Ventura, Frank Thomas. I grew up with some great White Sox players. And I it it was impossible not to love the White Sox back then. Like Robert Ventura is probably one of my favorite players of all time, period. But I always had a my heart always went to the Cubs because of my grandma, you know. But other people have all different stories. But I'm the guy who has I've got a White Sox banner from when they won the World Series in my house. I've got Cub stuff. I could care less about that. Now, if they go head to head, Cubs. I'm going Cubs. Other than that, I'm rooting for Chicago. Period and the story, no debate. And that's why we started a Cubs fans with a brain and a White Sox fans with a brain. That's what we we now have both on Facebook. So make sure that if you're listening to this and you're on Facebook, run and find it. And if you're not a member of our Bears Facebook page, Bears fans with a brain, you're missing out. My God, eleven and a half. Thousand members and we're going strong On that thing
0: wait
3: what
2: Yes Eleven and a half Eleven point five thousand Followers on that thing and It is so good in there There's some wild people In there here and there
4: (laughs) Chicago people
2: (laughs) we have Some great debates in there we've got Great fans we've got great people that All want the same thing at the end of the day but But I'm saying man I love that group And I love just reading in there and just watching people have good educational conversations about football and not just meathead all over the place. And that's what we promote there. And that's what we try to promote here. I mean, obviously, I'm not the best at it. I'm a meathead guy once in a while, too. JB just lives there. (laughs) JB lives rent free there and our buddy terry Munt says he follows on twitter so on twitter oh, it's, it's a little different on twitter it's just me like having some takes here and there on stuff but man much appreciated for that but right, our right. facebook group is insane in there like those guys give me ideas on stuff like that's how good they are and the draft and, coming up now and the and draft
4: is Ooh.
2: we've got the draft next week so yeah um about our show next week, guys. We're gonna be talking playmakers.
3: No, not yeah. The draft is in two weeks, yeah. April twenty eighth. Yes.
2: So next week so, we're talking yeah. playmakers. We're talking wide receivers, mainly wide receivers, because we're not obviously we're not getting. I don't think running we're gonna back. get a running back. Maybe right. I mean we've got Khalil Herbert, we've got Monty, we've got some other guys here and there. Um, we've we got, got that from the, Titans, huh? from the Titans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we're really going to go that route. Maybe they do. I mean, maybe they find one in the sixth round that they like or something. Um, Wide receivers mainly maybe sprinkle a tight end in, or two in there. I'm not going to get crazy about that. It's just yeah. mainly wide receivers.
3: I, I, I thought about a tight end in the fifth round, kind of like own, how
2: like George
3: Kittle. The only Chris tight end
2: round. I've even looked at, like barely, is Isaiah Likely. That's the only one that I've even went near and i don't think he's going to be available for us at, at any point in I time
3: think he's a second early second I no, really say, second early third. i
2: want to say he's going to be like a Cole Komet type mm-hmm. where he's going to go mm-hmm. in the second round but he's got good speed he's got some definite traits that i would love but i don't think he's going to be there for us and i don't really think that's a fit yeah. you know and well yeah not right not now there's just too many other holes in this <laughs> team you know Man just my opinion just my opinion guys but yeah that's it um might have a guest might have a special guest again who knows uh. yeah maybe <laughs> I haven't I haven't really completely figured out if I want to or not yet but I, I've got a guy in mind maybe
1: okay okay I
2: just I just hope he doesn't beat me up because I tell me talks too much again. <laughs> That's a little secret tidbit only, only, only the valued uh, listeners and fans right. really know about, about that. If you're really you paying attention, yeah, JV I know, knows. I know and now. I know too. <laughs> Day One would be yeah. But if you follow us or if you follow us on Facebook, you might know who I'm talking about. So make sure to check that out. So guys. Anything else before we run out of here?
3: Uh, no, no it's not. I think it was a great – It was. It was good fun. seeing Steve again. Right. Helped us out tremendously.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, I just think – me personally, like, I just think we have to come to grips. Not us three, but the fans that we're talking to. We just have to come to grips that this is not one of those seasons where we're looking to make noise. Nope. We just looking to make improvements, and so we, have, so to okay. any, we, we have, have to be okay. We have to be okay with that incremental yes. growth. But we have to be okay with that. You know, if we end up like I keep saying, AB, you know me, and you talk, if we end up five and twelve. We can't be mad. We can't be ready to burn. I, at all.
2: I am unfortunately, as much as that's going to hurt, I'm ecstatic because that means that we're getting a top five draft <laughs> class. Oh, I, I, I said say top seven a top five draft class with, with 120 to $130 million in free agency, mm-hmm. you're setting yourself up for a very nice 2023. That's very nice. I've been, I've been preaching that for months. <laughs> I mean, months upon months I've wanted this. I wanted Matt gone as much as I love him as a player. It was time. It, it It's you, time. You,
3: everything you predicted Except Robert
2: Quinn so far because I, I wanted horizon. Robert Quinn gone.
3: That's but. on the horizon.
2: That's on the horizon. I, I, they're, I, they're listening. I, they're listening. I, they're not listening to me. They're just. <laughs> I'm I'm listening to smart analytical, like talk. Like I understand that 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 these kind of things have to happen. You have guys over thirty making that much money on a rebuilding team. You have to move on from that. You can't you keep to, but pushing yeah, the I, pedal like down I the road. You, it's just,
3: it's just six, too much. One of those teams is feels they're a player, a pass rusher away. I hope. Now we can talk.
2: I was honestly hoping that somebody, somebody gets nervous in the draft they and draft. they go, "Oh crap, that's that's the edge rusher I wanted. He's yeah. off the board." let's go give the Bears yada yada for Robert Quinn. But if it's not – Let's go give him a second, or let's go give him a a third. There were people in the Bears group, huge debate this week, Mm. about Chris Edgerton actually brought it up. Of all people – Of all people. My guy, Chris Edgerton, who gave me so much crap about these trades in the first place, said (laughs) that people were crazy because they said that they would give up a third rounder for him and i'm like well that depends on are you going to give up the salary too because the reason that the mac trade went the way that it went is that they gave all the money to them like right, they, did. they took yes. everything so obviously you're not getting that first round pick that you wanted for him but you're getting everything off the books and you are right. clean for 2023 Because sometimes that
3: that that backloaded and, salary is what eats you up
2: and You've got the same kind of thing with Robert Quinn. After this year, you've got a potential out, and maybe they, maybe some team sees that and goes, oh, well, hey, we can hire him up for next year. If it doesn't work, or if he doesn't pan out the way that we want, we can run to him and go, hey, we're either going to restructure you or we're going to get rid of you. I'm and still then- thinking Dallas. I think Kansas City. I I'm I'm starting to think Kansas City might be I the thought team. About Kansas I City. I like Kansas City in that spot, especially with that with the scheme they have. He's perfect for either scheme, 4-3 or a 3-4. I, I he mean, is, but when the last
3: Maggie time he was in a
2: 4-3, he led the league in pressures last time he was in a 4-3 defense. Uh, the Rams. He was with Dallas. No. Oh, he was with the, Oh, right, Dallas. No. Yes. 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 Rams yes.
3: to Dallas. Right.
2: Yes. So you could essentially put him in any scheme and he's going to work. He had 18 and a half sacks in, in a 3-4 hybrid. He led the league in pressures in a 4-3. You can put him anywhere right now, man. Dallas he, lost, he's at prime um, level right now. This higher worked. than he's ever going to be. Uh, Gregory, Randy Gregory.
3: Randy Gregory. To Denver, right? Yeah. Denver, yeah, Denver. Yeah, he went to Denver. You're saying Dallas yeah. is in need. Yeah. And they're familiar. They're definitely familiar. I, the only reason I say I don't think KC is because Nagy went back there as a QB coach, and he's probably going to be like, F the Bears.
2: <laughs> he's probably going to be like, hey, th- this guy that I had at 18 and a half sacks, bring him in. That's why I think it is. <laughs> I think it's opposite he's, of that. You know, you know how many Bears he's, he's, are on the Atlanta like, Falcons he's, right he's now, JB? One. You know yeah, how many like, like, Bears are like, playing for the Falcons? Trails. Ridiculously like, too many. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Falcons lose every game. It's like a cheap flight
3: (laughs) from Chicago. to It's like Like, $59 on Southwest. Oh,
2: it's horrible. (laughs) Absolutely horrible. So that's it, I guess. Unless work has some work wisdom, no?
4: I'm good right now. I'll save it for next week.
2: (laughs) I'm going to keep you all thinking about it for next week. So (laughs) That's it. That's it, guys. So first and foremost, we have to thank our sponsors here. Our sponsor, Nick and Ivory Brewery, the John Darren team, and Fozzie Football, our newest sponsor, guys. Make sure that you check them out right now today. It is worth it, I'm telling you. So tomorrow, everything we have here is Central Standard Time. Remember, Alan, Central Standard Time. Got to get it right. So tomorrow, the over-under with Harry Greek. Griega- 8 o'clock he's giving you all the best bets like I said he's 7 and 3 coming in just today on baseball he knows his baseball he's good at it make sure to check him out and his picks Saturday at 7pm we've got Mike on the mic with my guy Mike Hughes he's laying down all the Cubs beat the kids forgot about the Cubs more than I know about the Cubs I'm telling you make sure to check him out he's great we're, we're also in the works on a post game Cubs show too with fat mike and a new member of our team that might be a sponsor of ours too mr paul i maybe for home games possibly Whoa. let's hope that happens because paul is a diehard fan he knows the stuff that's in the works right now guys i probably shouldn't even have said it but why not why not when in rome right when in rome so sunday at 9 a.m we've got Mr. Jacob Charno with the Hard Count Football Podcast. Guys, he's breaking down everything around the whole NFL. Make sure to check him out. Adam Schefter's nephew. I feel like I should just say this because that's enough right there to listen to him. He knows his stuff, man. Right. David Schuster hopefully is coming back this week. He's been on the Hawks beat. So hopefully Sunday night, 830, we've got David Schuster with the Schuster Express. Make sure to check that out. Monday, 7 p.m., Hubes Views Improves with former ESPN Ch- Chicago's Fred Hubner laying down White Sox beats. Chicago beats, beer beats, any kind of beats you want him to speak on, he's going to bring it down to you. I'm telling you, you're going to ask, what's up as can? He's going to tell you what he's mad about. He's amazing. Love what he does. And Wednesdays, as usual, the Fat Mike Show. So for me, my guy Warwick and J.B., Y'all good night. And you
0: just. Uh-huh.
2: Later.